He's here, mixing the sound <laughs> in the background. Our producer is like the Joe Rogan podcast. He's the guy who's going to look shit up for us. Um, so, like, what kind of movies are you into? Are you into comic book movies, comedies, horror yeah. movies? Like, what kind of movies do you, do you watch? I'm into, like, good story movies and good films and good dialogue. And but, but it doesn't have to be, like, my dad, for example. There has to be guns and bombs. And no, that's, and how, that's how my dad is, too. My dad has to have, like, action. Jean-Claude Van Damme in the movie. Right. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Tango and Cash or some shit. If it has that guy, who's this dude that's in the the Rock movie? Like, uh, he's the the Fast and Furious. Uh, Jason Statham. Yeah, my dad loves that guy. Okay. Put that guy in a movie and and that's it. Like the Expendables. Sold. Yeah, my dad loves the Expendables. Of course, that's like the movie was, school. That 80s. movie, yeah, that movie was ridiculous though. Oh like, my God, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Wow, that. Uh, how could I forget that name? It dogs like this. Uh, um, I I know I know what you mean though because I love watching movies, but lately, like we're all caught up caught up on our shows and stuff. So at night, I don't really watch that much TV except like before I go to bed, I'll watch TV for like an hour or two. Yeah. Or whatever. And um, we, I'm like, I kind of want to watch this movie, but I don't want to invest two hours of my life on it right now yeah me neither and that's never been me like I, I used to be able to sit there and watch two three movies straight without you know me too and i think that's why i stopped watching all these avenger movies and marvel movies because you have to invest too much not only do you time, have to yeah. not only do you have to invest too much but it's it's the same it's the same shit yeah like there's a superhero moment and how many there's times, a there's a villain moment and the world honestly like the world should be fucking yeah nothing at this point who is paying for all these damages when these superheroes <laughs> Are ripping through buildings and skyscrapers. Not just that. It all takes place in New York. So New York doesn't <laughs> even exist <laughs> yeah. at this point. And like the Transformer movies too. Like they go around the world. <laughs> They're literally like breaking through the pyramids exactly. of Egypt. Like who's paying for all this shit? Yeah. And not just, but then like at the end of the movie and the resolution, everything is like normal. Everywhere. Like the next, the next <laughs> superhero movie from Marvel, because Marvel mostly takes place in New York, like you said. Yeah. The next superhero movie from Marvel, I want there to be like, uh, the little tickers at the bottom of like the stock market, yeah, yeah. how like the economy is just in a downfall <laughs> because all the buildings. Yeah. But no, but the economy might be growing because there's more jobs for people because they have to fix the building. Well, I want to at least see Construction like construction is going to boom. I want to at least see like a death toll of like in the thousands. Yeah. Cause what? Nobody went to work that day. That, that's like, true too. That's true too. Yeah, man. And just speaking of things that piss me off in general, like not to change <laughs> the subject, but I think I'm over the whole NBA thing. Because every time something happens in the NBA, they'll crop a New Jersey on the person and they they have the person with their mouth open, like pumped up. Uh Like, do NBA players do anything besides yell? Like, can we get a Can we get a cropped? Can we get a cropped? Smile, like a nice smile picture. Can we get a cropped? Can we get a cropped uh, Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers like doing a layup or something? Like, fuck, man. A nice finger roll or like a free throw. Yeah. Like social media has to stop making me feel excited. Ah. No, like. They have these NBA players like this, like yeah. flexing with their mouth open, like yelling. Mm-hmm. Stop telling me how to feel about this. Like, <laughs> I think it's cool that. Let me interpret <laughs> how to feel about this. Just crop no. them in a jersey, doing something else other than that. When I don't I, know. Why. When I was a kid, maybe not much older than I am now. I'm not gonna lie. You're still I, young, man. I used to wonder how 
like, okay, like let's say the Yankees get Max Scherzer, which isn't going to happen. We can talk about this more later. It's not going to happen, guys. He's not getting traded. Just yeah, prepare yourself for that. Um, how when the trade happens, they have the picture with Max Scherzer with the Yankee hat on and the Yankee jersey already? Yeah. It wasn't that long ago where I was like, damn, man, do they like just take pictures of them with uniforms on? But no, it's digitally it's digital but i always question how i I always question like how easy it must be to do that because they have it like the second it happens but i'm starting to think they just have them pre-made they probably have them pre-made which means that there's there's an opportunity out there for a mistake like someone's gonna upload a picture of like the mistakes already on espn like those they'll have like the wrong messages and the tickers in the bottom or whatever because i mean you have to how many people do these people have working at these companies you know what i'm saying so wow the nationals are six games back from the phillies but, from the Braves. But what, how about the wild card? I think they're like within two, three games in the wild card. I'm looking at the wrong standings. MLB.com. We'll talk about baseball later, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What movies have, what movies have you watched lately? Like Recently? Well, like, recommend me a movie that I'll watch. I'll try to watch it tonight if, you know. Um, I really, I mean, I really like Tarantino movies. I think they always deliver. Have you seen Inglorious Bastards? Yeah. Django I Unchained. That. I love that movie, Glorious Bastards. And Django Unchained, I watched it once, but in Glorious Bastards, I watched like four times. Um, the Kill Bill movies. I've watched Kill Bill like five times. Pulp Fiction. Watched that movie like twice, yeah. Did you watch The Hateful Eight? Is Denzel in that movie? No. That's Samuel Jackson. That's The Magnificent Seven, I'm thinking. I haven't of. watched that. So what is that with Hollywood? They come out with The Magnificent Seven, right. which was a movie that was remade like from... God knows the when. 60s or something. I don't know. And there's also a Qu- Tarantino movie called The Hateful Eight. That's Hateful like Eight. pretty much the same. No, it's 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 a combination. It's like a remake. So it's all Tarantino movies. People, a lot of people don't know this, but all Tarantino movies, they're not remakes, but they're aspects of the movie that um, he borrows from other movies. I've seen that. Like in Kill Bill, for example, when when Uma Thurman's character sees one of the people she wants to kill, they do that where she's like in red, like, like it's bang, a red face. Bang, yeah, yeah. Bang. That yeah. exact thing happens in. I've seen it. I've seen in a western, like back in the seventies, yeah, with, with Burt Reynolds in it. I can't remember what movie it was. I know. And all the music that he uses, the Ennio Ennio Morricone, his name is, are from the spaghetti westerns. The you know the the good, the bad, and the ugly, like. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And other movies like that. No, yeah. I've seen I've seen videos where they're like, what Quentin Tarantino has borrowed, yeah. which is cool. I would do the same I thing. Love it. I love that he does that. Yeah. And it, and it's good for people who know where it's coming from right. to catch it. And that's I, I like the same thing when rappers borrow like Sample. a line. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you have to remember like, oh. Right. Like. Uh, and he, so, yeah. So. But that but um, what I mean is like Magnificent Seven was like a Western right. thing. Hateful Eight is like a Western. It's a Western too, but the thing with the Hateful Eight is it's um it's so again it borrows from the the Magnificent Seven and another Western, but it's it's not it's not a remake. It's oh yeah I know. So he doesn't do. So he the thing with the thing with the Hateful Eight is that it, it is really long. This is that movie I think we talked about that I went like at midnight or one in the morning to go watch it in seventy millimeter or whatever. Cause I'm a fucking dork. But anyway. So what, did that cause the movie to like flicker or something? Seventy millimeter is just a bigger picture and it's. Yeah, it's you can see that it's filmed in in uh in actual film, not digital. So the, there's grains in it and stuff. It just looks better. It looks more. You feel like you're gonna go watch a movie 
in you know 1940 when movies were huge or whatever or when they were an experience mm -hmm. because movies now you just go to the movies you're spending a shitload of money you're watching like you said regurgitated the same shit over and over and over and over how many times are we going to remake spider-man like you just said if, we already yeah, had toby Maguire. we had that garfield guy that british dude and now it's um i don't know i don't know any i don't of even this. know who the fuck i haven't even seen is. i haven't seen any of the new spider-man i didn't even watch the second so they did they remade it how many like so they did three times in like the last 20 years. They did Tobey Maguire's three Spider-Man. Right. I watched them because I, I liked them. Then there was a new Spider-Man. I think they made I watched, two movies with him. I watched the first one. Didn't watch the second one. And then they redid it again. Now there's yeah. another Spider-Man. I'm done with it, man. It's too much. Even with X-Men, there was, there was a series of X-Men characters and then they came out with a new crop of X-Men characters and then they combined them and used the whole time warp shit or whatever the fuck. Yep. But um, by the way, that, that movie with... That's one of the movie I did go watch. Uh, X Men Future Past, Days of Future the Past. The first one with with the young X Men characters. No, that one first oh, class. Days of Future Past is the one where they go back in time. That was first class. Okay. The one you're talking about is first, first class. class. Is good, I like that one. Days of Future Past is that same cast, but they got the old the old members too. They got Wolverine. Yeah, right. Wolverine. They did that right. That that to me was I like liked it. that was cool. I like that movie. I'm yeah, okay yeah. with that. Yeah, I heard that the new one sucks. Dark Phoenix or whatever. I didn't even know that. Oh shit! Yeah, that girl Sansa from Game of Thrones is is the Phoenix. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I heard it's not good. But what was I saying? Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> it's more than three hours. It's very long, and it takes place in one room. And I think that watching it on it's on Netflix now. I think they did it. On, they released. Re, they re-released it in Netflix. In episode form, so that you don't have to sit there, bless you, for three hours. <laughs> for three hours. And they added, like, extra scenes and stuff. So, wait. So, that might get your attention, but it is really good. It takes place in the same room? It's So, it's basically, it's it's a, a character is bringing a prisoner, because back then they used to have to travel by horse on coach or whatever, and there's a blizzard, and they're forced into a cabin, and there's a cast of characters there, and they're all connected somehow. And shit, ha shit just goes down. I'm gonna watch that movie, but it's good, but it's long. Man. Yeah, I probably won't recommend me another movie that's not as Something long. Something shorter, okay. Yeah, because um, honestly, like, if I had to think of a movie that I want to watch, off the top of my head, that new Quentin Tarantino movie looks good. I want to can't wait for that. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is that one also gonna be long, long as hell? It's probably like two and a half hours. All his movies are two, two and a half hours, three that's hours. Cool. That's cool. But they're good, man. Hateful Eight is 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 probably the slowest moving movie that he's made. But other, like, if you watch Inglorious Bastards or Django Unchained, I feel like it goes by quick because there's so much happening. I love Inglorious Bastards. Me too. That's yeah. one of my favorite movies. Probably top ten movie all time. Really? For me, yeah, I love that movie. Wow. Um, and I've been getting into seventies movies. Seventies movies are really good. Like, like what? Like like the French Connection is really good. I'm gonna have to look this up. Yeah. Um. Another 70s movie that's really good. Any like Scorsese movie like Taxi Driver or Mean Streets is really good. Um, stuff like that is really good. I like stuff like that. Have you watched like Goodfellas? Everybody's watched Goodfellas. I've watched Goodfellas, yeah. Um, I like Goodfellas, but I don't put that in the top. I love that movie. For some reason, I like Casino better than Goodfellas. Every time Goodfellas is on TV, I, I have to watch it. Catch yeah. Me If You Can. Have you watched that? Yeah, yeah, With Leo, Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. Uh, you like uh, the, the Departed? I love The Departed. That movie's good. Who made that movie? Scorsese. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So does he just have a knack for making, like, amazing movies. mob movies? He veered away from it. He did The Aviator, which is about Howard Hughes, the 
pilot. Yeah, 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 not the pilot. The genius or whatever. The with the OCD and shit. Oh yeah. He yeah. Made, there's a good one that he made with Mark Ruffalo and Leo DiCap- DiCaprio, where they're like trapped in an island. Uh, Skull Skull Island. No, not that one. I'm gonna look it up. Thank God for wait. Where DiCaprio's like losing his mind? Yeah. Isn't that called like Skull Island? No. I'm gonna tell you right now. Hmm. Gonna look at my trusty laptop over here. IMDb. He made Silence, which is about a priest. Um. He made. There's. A, he's made a lot of movies that aren't about mobsters. Uh, well, that seems to be like his. Yeah, that's his thing. For sure, Shutter Island. Shutter Island. I watched that movie. That was a good. one. I didn't understand the ending too much. Hugo. He made Hugo. That's a good one. The Wolf so, of Wall Street is good. I didn't watch. I maybe I'll watch Wolf of Wall Street. But that movie's one. long too, right? It's a classic though. It's good. Wolf of Wall Street. Is, yeah. You're gonna, gonna it's that. it's a it's long, but it, it, for me it goes by quick because a lot goes on in that. So DiCaprio's in the upcoming movie. Once Upon a Time in yes. Hollywood. And is Brad that the Pitt. first? Is that his first Quentin Tarantino movie? No, he was in Django Unchained. He was. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, wow. the Dingo. What is it? Dingo, not Dingo. Man, Dingo, the Man Dingo fighter. Yeah. He was amazing in that movie. Wow, man. Um. Yeah. Is this Brad Pitt's first? Uh... With Tarantino. Yes. No, and Glorious Bastards. <laughs> How am I? I'm like. Gorlami. It's just because these characters turn into somebody else in yeah. those movies. Like, yeah, I, I really. He was, he was, uh, the, the, uh, what the fuck was his name? Gorlami. <laughs> Remember that scene? Gorlami. <laughs> Antonio Margariti. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, the, the Nazi Hans. Oh, that, that guy was, was amazing, he was man. good in that movie. Yeah. He was in Kriabli. He was also in Django and Chain. He was, yeah. Man, good times. Quentin Tarantino, let's get let's get Quentin Tarantino show. If this if this episode gets a thousand downloads, uh, we'll get Quentin Tarantino in the more than that. I think we need more than a thousand. No, <laughs> no, I'm always laughing in like social like media, 000. in social media when people make claims like if this post gets a thousand likes, I'm gonna do this. I'm like, that I in those kinds of posts, I don't like it on purpose, just to spite the people. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry I don't give like, I don't, I don't, sometimes I scroll through social media and I see things I like and I just don't like it because I just scroll through. I'm like, does it really matter if I like it or not? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, right? I mean, it does, but it doesn't. But what matters about that? It matters because, like if I'm because scroll- of the algorithm, if you like something, you're, you're showing a support and it'll bump it up on people's feeds. But what if it's just like, but if you don't like it, then that shit just gets buried. But what if it's just it. like a post of like somebody's dog? Like, Hey, like today's my dog's birthday. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. If I don't like it or I like it, I do like it. So, yeah. But if I, I don't I, physically like you're it. You're talking about like the politics of it, right? I don't know what I'm talking like, about. Like, I hope my mother-in-law never listens to this. Your mother-in-law? But, but, but she likes everything because she doesn't want to hurt people's feelings. That's what I'm talking about. What and really matters. I, I don't feel that way. Like, Me neither. I, Sometimes. I'm just like, yeah, okay. You, you love your dog. Good for you. I don't need Sometimes like I'm it. scrolling through a... I like shit that I like. Like if like if the dog is taking a mean shit and the person's like, damn, this is a like a huge turd. Check this out or whatever. I'll be like, oh, that's funny. I'll like it. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You like it. You enjoy that content. If I enjoy it and I'm like, ah, oh, that's funny. Like, and yeah, but if you enjoyed it just as much and scrolled through and didn't like it, it, if, it shouldn't matter. But if it's just like a cousin sitting by the beach with their family and shit, and I'm just like, I've seen this picture a thousand times. I'm not gonna like it. What's I, I guess the whole purpose of the like does matter. I guess maybe it doesn't matter, but. Like, liking something shows that you saw it. I guess so. I guess that's the only thing, but... But who, do people really sit there and see who liked their shit? Because I don't. Luigi? It depends. Nah, I guess, uh, nah, not really. 
He said, nah, nah, not really. He said, nah, nah, not really. That's a quote, a direct quote. Nah, 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 nah. Did you ever watch the movie Jungle to Jungle? I think I've actually this before. Who? Jungle to Jungle with no. Tim Allen. No. He has a son. From I know like, what you're talking about. I haven't watched it. No. All right. Well, there's a scene in that movie where they're in like Central Park dancing and <laughs> the singer just starts going off with like a bunch of na-na's. Like. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways. Oh. <laughs> Have you watched like Pineapple Express, Superbad? Yeah. yeah. This is the end. Yeah. I actually did watch This is the End. I, that movie was pretty long. I think a second viewing, you will enjoy it more. This is this is the end. Yeah, it's funnier the second time around. Where uh, Jonah Hill gets like, oh, sausage sausage party. No, nah, I haven't watched that. That's a funny one. That you guys would like. It's he like, watched it. Luigi watched it. I thought you did. It's <laughs> oh, I think uh, it's like eighty minutes. So it's a solid less than a half, less than an hour and a half. It's funny. It's inappropriate. All right, I'm gonna watch that. That's a good one. Where can I watch that? Hulu. It's probably on Netflix or something. Or Hulu, All right, HBO. I'm gonna have to. I'll, so I'm definitely gonna watch. And you know, you know the premise of it. I know it's like animated. Yeah, it's animated. They're they're in a supermarket, and they they the whole point is that every all the products in the supermarket, they all they want in life is to get picked by somebody, for somebody to buy them. But they don't know what happens uh, once you get bought. So when they for for example, they bought like a a family of carrots, and the. <laughs> And the lady buys them, takes them home, and then she puts them on a cutting board. They don't know what's gonna happen. They start chop. She starts chopping it up. So, so like the daughter will see the mother getting beheaded. <laughs> it's inappropriate, but it's funny as hell. All right, I gotta. And so, so and so the sausage wants you know realizes one of them manages to get back, and tells them no, you don't want to get bought. It's it's horrible out there. You want to stay here, stay safe or whatever. So. It's the, the the whole thing is them trying to not get bought. All right, it's funny. I'm probably gonna watch that tonight. Then trust me. That I know you're concerned a little bit. It's funny. The the eight movie. Mac, Mac, oh, hateful eight. Hateful eight. Watch it in watch hateful eight on Netflix because they broke it down into episodes, so you don't have to sit there for three and a half four hours. I probably watch it all together though. All right, that's how I do. And watch it on this. For those of you at home listening, there's a giant screen in CT's. Studio, Re- let's call it. I probably wouldn't watch it down here. And, uh, yeah. So, let me ask you a personal question. Uh-oh. Manuel? Manny? Have you ever cried? At a movie? Yeah. No. Really? Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah? I think I've talked about this on the podcast, actually. Yeah, but I forgot. What movie? Um, Like, what one movie made you, like, weep? Like, weep? Like, cry? Like, as if I was, like five and my father spanked me or something cry like that kind of cry um this is so fucking corny because it's such a typical movie for for people the notebook i'm never gonna watch the notebook well i think you i think at this point i just don't see the i don't see what benefit i get from watching the you notebook. Will, at this point you won't have the effects what happened what ha- happened was oh it was the timing of it i remember it you was speaking the of timing it. of it the I timing re- could not have been worse i don't even know why we picked to watch that movie because it had been out for like 10 years at that point i had been saying like i'll never watch that movie it's so stupid blah 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 and then we decided to watch it and it was just like really bad timing the only two times I came close to crying in a movie. Wow, so you never cried. I just, I just admitted to weeping. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I never cried. I think I told you. I think I've said this story a million times. Those of you who know me know this. But one time I was really sick and I had to stay home from school. It was like middle school or high school. I don't remember. And I watched Armageddon. 
Ah. And I almost cried. The scene where Bruce Willis sends Ben Affleck back into the... Into the almost cried. That almost got me. Almost, yeah. I, I caught myself, like, <gasps> holding back the tears. <laughs> and then also Toy Story 3, like, when I thought they were all about to oh, die. Oh, when they were going in the fire or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, it, though. I It's hard for me to cry. I've been... Lately, I've been feeling other, like, emotions. Like, I think, was it two nights ago, my wife and I were watching... There's two shows on Netflix. So, actually, yeah, two shows on Netflix. One of them was Exhibit A, which is actually, it's really good. But the Where pop- do you find the time to watch all these all this stuff? At night. I don't watch TV during the day at all. Like, I wake up, no TV. I just, the kids, I do my work. I cook. Well, sometimes I cook or whatever. And when we put the kids to bed from, like, 9 to 11, we'll watch TV for two hours before we go to bed. Um, and at the same time, I'm editing pieces for Call to the Pen or whatever promoting the podcast, whatever we do. Um, so in that time, I try to catch up on shit. And I have two kids, so I don't go anywhere. I'm at home. So that's pretty much 14 hours a week that I could watch TV. I think I watched all of The Sopranos while grinding out missions to MLB The Show. Uh, like, I watched it, and I was like... And you could concentrate yeah. on the show? Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. I'm pretty... But then again, you know, I noticed going back to watching some clips, there are some things that I don't remember happening yeah, as, yeah. as I remember them. Yeah, and yeah. I'm usually pretty good at remembering things, like yeah. how they happen. So you don't like sit down and just watch TV like at night before you go to bed or something? Uh, I used to, but lately I've just been going on watching clips like of my favorite scenes in okay. movies. Like I love the scene in Desperados, Quentin Tarantino, right? Desperado. It's not he a might Quint- have written it. I think that was a Robert Rodriguez movie. Is that the one with the mariachi guy? The yeah, but but Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas that has yeah. to be a Quintero. He's in it. No, it's Robert Rodriguez. I would have thought that was a Quentin Tarantino movie. Me. All right. Well, anyways, I love the scene where he goes into the bar and the guy's like, "Is there something to drink?" <laughs> and the guy's like, "Is there something in the? Is there something in the guitar case?" He's like, "Yeah." My guitar. <laughs> yeah, that movie's based on. Here's another another one, and this one is for movie dorks. And then I'm gonna tell you what emotions that I that I've been feeling. Because <laughs> I gotta t- I gotta let this out, guys. Um, so Desperado is based off of El Mariachi. I've seen the Mariachi. Oh, I've actually, I actually Mariachi? watched it. It's really it's shitty. It's so bad. But the 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 genius about El Mariachi is it was that was Robert Rodriguez, who Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino are like butt buddies. Like they co-directed Sin City together. Sin City was... I thought Sin City was good until I watched... Until you watched it again? Until I watched the review breakdown of it, and I was like, I guess this movie wasn't that good. It, I like it. I like Sin City. The second viewing, it's not as good as the first. The first time you watch it, it's mesmerizing. It's like one of a kind or whatever. There's two same, parts, right? Same thing with 300. 300, 300 was like thing. one of those things that I didn't like it the second time. The right? second yeah, time yeah, is right. not as good as the first time. You're right, you're right. It's you're because right. it's something new, you know, stuff like that. One time, that's good enough. But anyway, where yeah. was I? You, Robert Mariachi. Robert, the, yeah. the, the reason why Mariachi is so genius is because Robert Rodriguez wanted to be a filmmaker. Um, he dropped out of school. He got married. He had kids. Um, and he didn't have the funds. So he... He wrote a book called Rebel Without a Crew. When I was like trying to be a filmmaker, like I read that was like a book you're supposed to read when you want to be a filmmaker. Really? And he uh, he made the movie. He ins- so Robert Rodriguez um, started a domino effect in the film industry where independent movies became huge because at that point you thought you needed a crew, you needed high quality cameras, editing stuff like that. He didn't have the money, so. He borrowed a camera from a school. He had a friend that, that went to a college where they had film equipment that they didn't use during the summer, so they allowed him to use it. He went down to Mexico with his friend, and he used local people, and he filmed it himself and edited it on the spot. So 
instead of filming a whole bunch of shit or whatever, going home, doing dailies, editing and stuff, he would tell his friend, okay, if you notice, his friend is like in every scene. Yep. Do X, Y, and Z. He'd get it one time, and then he'd cut it right on the spot. Like, like he would literally record exactly what he needed so he didn't have to edit. So the film was filmed in chronological order because it had to be that way. And and movies usually aren't filmed in chronological order. No, like you might film the last scene first. It just depends on like the location and shit like that. So I like Desperado so much that I went and watched El Mariachi, and then I watched Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Once Upon a Time in Mexico sucks. It does. Yeah. Johnny Depp. I don't know what the fuck that guy's doing in that movie. I don't. He's know. He's like either. shooting cook. He's like shooting the cook for it's cooking so good. But that's why it's so good. And he made that movie for like I think it was like seven thousand dollars. The first one. El Mariachi. Yeah. And um. And then Desperado was just his attempt to do it the right way, like because he had made it. I like Desperado's a lot. And so he made it for like 7K. It gets, you know, that starts getting people's attention. Like, holy shit, this guy made a feature film, an hour and a half movie for $7,000 when we're making this movie for $10 million. Yeah. And he started winning awards and shit like that. And he he made it. What what else has he made? He made. uh, Like that I would know. Or that. So he made Sin City, the Grindhouse movies. Did you see the Grindhouse movies? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't follow it though. I so I watched them, but he, I didn't. So he made those. He made. Uh, Don't tell me that he made Machete. Did he make Machete? Yeah, he made Machete. Wow. His movies are. They're not supposed to be taken seriously. They're not. I know. It's like he's like Tarantino, but like I don't want to say a worse version, but the Hispanic version. He or picks, not the Hispanic version. He the, picks the, like the, shitty ass genres. Like his his idea when he made uh, El Mariachi was that he wasn't it wasn't supposed to be a feature film. He was trying to sell it to like the like like how we've been how we've been saying like Univision and Telemundo needs like really good better content because the novelas are getting out of control. The idea was for it to go straight to video, and he was gonna sell it in the Mexican market. Mm. But the, people caught wind of what he was doing for the money that he was doing it. And it took off because of it. It's not because it was such a good movie. No, it wasn't. Because it's not a good movie. But if you watch it, you you appreciate, like, holy shit. Like, all the stunts are real because he didn't have money to hire a stuntman and do fake stunts and shit. So when the guy's, like, jumping from a bus into a roof or whatever the fuck, that's actually happening in real time. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Emotions, real the quick. The emotions that you're feeling, then I'm going to ask you a question about All right. copyright movies and stuff. All right. All right. So... Not crying. So on Netflix, we were watching Exhibit A, and Exhibit A is, is like a true crime series, but it's not continuous. So each episode focuses on something different. Okay. And the whole idea is to see how the the criminal justice system um, gets evidence to prosecute a criminal or, quote, unquote, a defendant. And it just shows you how fucked up it is. So like so this is real, real. It's real. They follow real people, stuff like that. And um, there's no at the end of the show, you don't know what happens to the person. You don't know if they ended up getting exonerated. What we do know is that do, they do get prosecuted for years unjustly for like no evidence and shit. Um, so, yeah. So I I've been starting to feel like pissed off. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. Like like the other me, me and my wife are sitting down. I was like, you know, the podcast stuff, the writing we don't make that. We don't make. We don't make any money <laughs> doing this, and it's very time-consuming. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, maybe I should go to law school because maybe I can. I've help. thought. Of, I've thought about that. You know, and then we started watching When They See Us on on Netflix. Have you heard of When They See Us? I've heard about it. Yeah. It's about the Central Park Five case, which I had heard about. I knew about it. 
but I didn't know just how fucked up the whole situation was. Like these kids were basically fed a story to admit that they had done something that they didn't do. And they were kids, 14 years old, 14, 15 years old. And they're fucking sent to prison for years and years. You know what I mean? Innocent kids on nothing. And so, yeah, I've been feeling like really angry. And that makes me, so that's a question that I have for you. Like, so that's something that my wife struggles with is like, why are, why are we watching this? We're just getting pissed off. We're getting angry. Right. So like, I think that's, I think, but what are we supposed to just like ignore this shit? Like, nah, but I mean, I, the emotions that I've been getting lately when I watch stuff, like the last show to make me feel like different was Game of Thrones. Like there were certain scenes where I was like, damn, man, I really wish I could go go into this third dimension, this other dimension. Oh no, No, it was, it was so gory that I was like, it was so much bloodshed. I was like, (laughs) wow, I really wish I didn't see this because I feel really, really like upset right now. (laughs) The Red Wedding episode. If anybody I that watches that. anybody that watches the Game of Thrones, that's like the only emotion that I've been I've been getting. But getting pissed off, I feel like that's that's what I that's what I feel when I go on Instagram. <laughs> you get angry. I get like annoyed, but then I'm like, why am I on here? And then I'm like, oh, like I get annoyed on Instagram with fakeness. Like when you know it's mostly fake, though. That's the thing. That I can't like that. Sh- I can't stand that shit. Like just. Why do you have to pretend that your life is something that it actually isn't? You know what I mean? Like, and my, like my wife agrees with me, but by the same token, like when I take pictures of my kids, I'm not telling them to pose or I'm not cleaning the background. I'm just taking a picture of my kids. Mm-hmm. And, but you see like a lot of people, you could tell like time and effort went into it. Like let's make Photoshop this look went like, into it. let's make this look like we're the perfect family. Yeah. It's like that shit doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. Guys. And also... I'm waiting for the day that Instagram just dies down. I don't think it's ever. I don't know. I Everything has died down. How? MySpace this died down. Been going on for a, but MySpace was. Me Hente died down. Facebook died <laughs> down. Facebook that. has become like for but old it, people now. But it hasn't. That's the thing. It hasn't. It's because it bought Instagram. No, I think because it, Facebook in America, I think if I, there probably is studies. Facebook in America, I think, is dying down among our generation because. Well, it's it dying down. But around the world, Facebook is huge. very alive. Yeah, it's still alive. Like, more, in, but I, like in some countries, that's how they get their news. You know what I but mean? But I think it's because they bought Instagram. Yeah. And they got rid of. Like y- Twitter. Twitter's been around for like, I think it's been like 20 years already. Yeah. But will it ever? I, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Even Facebook. Facebook's been around. It's all going to die down, man. I you, see it. I see it. It's all going to die. Eventually, people are going to get fed up with the fake uh ass pose pics you know those girls in their thongs <laughs> yeah. they're gonna get tired of it man we're gonna we're gonna we're making a comeback as getting our i hope so man i think it's all gonna die down i see it all dying down eventually um where it might be it, like maybe instagram's only purpose will be for like news for like fake news maybe i don't know i don't see it like the same way that because what what's gonna t- what's gonna take its place? The thing with the thing with MySpace dying down is that Facebook took over. Facebook is just it, Facebook is just a MySpace, mi- yeah, just a better version of it, yeah. And Instagram is Facebook, but a better version of it. Snapchat is Instagram, but it's a better version. It's just all. Well, Snapchat itself is dying died down. I think Snapchat might never might stop existing at some point yeah if they don't figure out a way to keep up with like instagram i don't see i don't see it i think i'm kind of scared of what's 
coming next because with v- a VR is taking off, it seems like I didn't think that would ever take off. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. But that's kind of scary. Have you ever watched Wally? Did I watch Wally? Yeah, I think I did. He's like, like a out he's like an outdated robot in the future. Yeah, yeah. And they I, show I, what humans are like in the future. Yeah, but I don't remember that detail of it. I feel like that's kind of where we're headed. What right. was it? What was the overall? I don't remember the overall theme of the movie, but oh, basically it's just showing how technology takes over and we we become we're still humans, but you're in a box living through VR. You're doing everything through VR. And it's just like this fat dude who can't even walk because he hasn't stood up in all this time and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I could see I could see that happening. Do you remember? Because, they, I mean, they're talking about self-driving cars. Oh, that's already a thing, yeah. It's a thing already. There's yeah. cars that drive themselves already. Yeah. Yep. Um, they're talking about, you know, like Amazon, for example. The factories being completely automated. Um, we don't so, even, we don't, you don't need to leave your house anymore if you don't want to. You're right. You could work from home. You could shop from home. I wonder. I wonder. Everything. I wonder if with automated cars, we're gonna have a choice to drive or automate. Because so yeah, the cars that they have now, like the Tesla, and even like I have a Highlander. Uh, once we had Margot, my second daughter, we got a bigger car because we needed a bigger car. And we we don't want a minivan. I don't know why, but I hate minivans. Um, and even that car, it's not self-driving, but if I put it on cruise control. It knows if there's a car in front of me. If it's veering to the side, it, it corrects itself. So yeah. it stays in the lane. Yeah. So if I'm going, I'm not going to lie. If I, if I came down here from Pennsylvania, I put it on cruise control. And I'm going to say for a good half of the time, I'm not doing anything. It's correcting itself. It slows itself down if there's a car in front of me. It speeds up if it's if the car's moved out of the way. I'm I set. I set. All I have to do is set it to the mile per hour that I want to go max. If I want to go seventy five max, I set seventy five, and then it does everything else by itself. I'm wondering if like America will screw us over and pass a law that forces people to trade in their manual cars and use self drive cars, and like, you know, because I get- think I think the only benefit to having automated cars like that is that we shouldn't see any more accidents, right? Yeah. If all, if all the cars are in the same neural network, yeah, whatever the hell that is. For those of you listening at home, my computer just went on the screensaver and the recorder stopped. And we had talked for like another five minutes. And I feel like yeah. what we had talked about was very... There was some good content in there. But I'm not saying it again. But I'm going to just continue <laughs> off what Manny was saying. We were talking about AI technology and yes. how maybe some of you out there think that it's 20 years or a couple decades off, but it's more like couple of years off yeah and if you guys would ever go this is old already at this point <clears throat> the google duplex demo mm-hmm. it's a voice assistant you can literally use it to schedule like reservations at restaurants or hair appointments or make it's i think i think the, the google power duplex of google duplex look up the demo it's scary because it's a computer and it basically calls up a restaurant for you and it says Hey, I'd like to make a reservation today for four o'clock and literally think about all the things that could go wrong. Like the person at the other end could have a background noise, maybe didn't hear you. It might be like, could you repeat that? What's your name? How many people? All the infinite things that could happen on the other end. And the Google duplex knows how to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Receive it and answer it. It's not like when you're calling, you know, Bank of America and it's that robot. 
press one for no, whatever. It's, or it's, now they make you talk and shit. And it picks up background noise. Literally, the Google Duplex will be like, um, can I have uh, a reservation for two? And they're like, what was that? Two? For two people? Like, it, that's how it speaks. Damn. Look at the demo. It's, it's like a year old at this point. But So just imagine all the data it's collected. Because it's all about collecting data. Yeah. The more data they collect, the more it could pump it right back into the algorithm to right. make it better. And we're fucked. That's scary. So that's that was part of I don't know if, if this kind of part of the conversation was picked up. That's why I kind of feel like and again, I know this sounds anti-American because we're we're based on capitalism and shit and you shouldn't interfere with a business trying to grow itself or whatever. But there comes a point like like I had said before where humans become dispensable. Like you don't need humans anymore. So is there a way that the government can say like okay, I don't even know how you how you I think it's all going to work itself out. I doubt that we're going to I thought that we're headed to a post-apocalyptic world where like we had to fight the, the robots. robots or like we are fighting the robots. I, I don't think it's ever going to get to that because if it is, then we're, we're screwed anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. But what like I just I don't know. I guess I. I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. Like you watch on Instagram now and shit like I posted a video on our Instagram of a machine hitting baseballs. I saw that. Yeah, that was good. And it's. Not it's not just hitting baseballs. It's hitting it like in a precise location inside of a a hole that's like how long, how how far in diameter? Maybe three feet across, maybe or something like that. Yeah, Four feet. I can see. I can see like I don't ever see that interfering with sports because no, no, no it's not going to interfere with sports. But I think it's just an example of the type of shit people can create. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, no, anything is possible. These like. I know you guys, the self-driving cars got picked up, but <laughs> like literally there are cars where you have, you don't have to do shit. Nah. You don't have to drive. You have to be aware just in case something goes wrong. Like, like there was a death uh, in a Tesla self-driving car, I think last year, but I think it was because the person got in the self-driving car and was just, just literally was not paying attention. So you, you can have a self-driving car, but Joe Rogan talks about this cause he has one too. And um, he has a self-driving car. He has a self-driving car, the Tesla. Yeah. And um, and but he said you have to you do have to watch the road. You have to see what's going on because the Tesla might it might it might not have learned, let's say, that that street is a dead end and you'll crash into a wall and fucking die. Or really? Some shit. You know what I'm saying? So do you have to sign like a. Well, that's not going to happen because it has like I think it's like military radar and shit. So it knows what's around you. Just trying to give you an example. Yeah, yeah, an example. But you can literally sit in a Tesla, set it to take you to a certain location, and do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I get it. It's safer. It's, you know, I'm kind of happy that our parents probably won't be affected by this as much. They will though, because like you said, it's it's right around the corner. It is. Like like bodegas, like our family's based on bodegas. I, like you said, like I'm sure that my dad, if I were to tell my dad about the advancements in technology, and he were to truly understand it, you really don't even need bodegas anymore. No. You, you could just order shit from Amazon. It'll be there tomorrow. Yep. You could order shit from. I just found out that in, in Costco they'll deliver shit to you on the same day. You can go in Costco and say I want a fucking you know case of strawberries and they'll bring it to you in two hours. Do you have a Costco card? I do. Wow. We out to, we out to get Costco pizza after this? <laughs> I don't know why you said Costco. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Their pizza's good. Is and it? that's something that 
I don't think I don't know about. Actually, you know what? That has to be something simple that robots will be able to do, like pizza. Yeah, make a pizza. Yeah, of course, you, you can make a robot do anything, man. You can make a robot do anything. We're screwed, man. What can I say? But, but that's what I'm saying. You ever watch like, the movie why, Demolition Man? But, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like, why why is that okay? Did you ever watch the movie Demolition Man? Uh, of course. With Wesley Snipes, <laughs> Wesley Snipes and Sylvester yeah, Stallone, yeah, and Taco yeah. Bell is like the future that's restaurant. One of my dad's movies. Are you? <laughs> those are those are kind of the, the kind of movies my dad loves. Action, but there's a little of robot shit. I don't in know it. why I like that movie though. I haven't watched it in a long time. And I think I like any mo- when you ask me what type of movies I like before. I think. Like I like any type of movie, but you'll you'll get me to watch a movie that has to do with time traveling. Okay. Or Ooh, I got one then. Looper. I watched it. Fuck. Yeah, and I liked it. I loved it. I thought it was great. But I'm afraid to watch it again. Did you watch? Yo, we're this is like ADD, the ADD episode. Um, yeah, there's not gonna be any way for us to like cut it into like, hey, you guys no, want to? <laughs> I'm just keeping it. Um, it's with Ma- Matthew McConaughey. It's a uh, fuck Interstellar. I'm going to watch that movie probably tonight because that I've been wanting to watch that movie. I've heard good things. Watch it. And then we have to have a discussion about it All because right. this is something me and a co-teacher that I had, a science co-teacher when I taught in New York City, we would have daily debates where like other teachers would be like, can you guys shut the fuck up about Interstellar already? Because there's oh, like what? In, what? Ow. You all right? I think your charger was like burning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it gets hot. <laughs> Max get hot. The chargers. I don't know why. It seems like Jesus a, Christ. Man. Seems, seems like a fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. I'm gonna plug this. Um, Anyways, so yeah, deep. Interstellar. There's so I think to me, I think the movie is flawless. Not like in the way it's made in in the science part of it. The time and actually watch Interstellar. We're gonna do an Interstellar episode, and I want to invite Fern, and because Fern is gonna be a good person to talk. He about watched this it. Too. I'm sure he has. I'll Did you ever watch up. the movie Deja Vu with Deja Vu, Denzel? Deja Vu. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I don't think I watched that one. No. If you like time traveling, I do like time travel movies. I love time traveling movies. Did you watch? I like time traveling movies so much. I'm not afraid to admit this, but I watched The Time Traveler's Wife, which was like a chick flick, <laughs> and I liked it. <laughs> I liked that movie. <laughs> oh my god! Did you ever watch it? Did you watch Frequency? I wanted to, but That's I'm always like, damn, is this movie? Did this movie stand the test? It's bad, but it's good. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Yeah. because that's the thing. It's an older movie, so I was like, "It's a time." Is it gonna? Yeah, but the time traveler's wife with the, with the first Hulk, um, and uh, I don't know. I know what you're talking about. I feel so bad. I I love certain actors, but I can't tell you what their names are. So, am I really a fan? I got you, man. His name is Eric Banner. I know Eric Banner. Yeah, I know you're talking about. So this movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, time travel movie. Hold on a second. Oh, um. Where he's in the train. Source code. Source code. I like that. That's it. a good one. I liked it. And there's another one with. But what you're saying about Interstellar is that it's flawless and it's logic. It's flaw from. But then again, I'm not the smartest person in the world. That's why I want you, Fern, Luigi can be there. Maybe Horacio would be a good. Like Back to the Future is it has has loops there's has flaws. holes in it there's has holes in it. But, but I love those movies. But I love those movies. In interstellar it has to do with the black hole shit like that and and there is a bit of time travel in it but this so this co-teacher had an argument about it and he kind of convinced me but it's so like that movie's so deep that like i it's like i can't wrap my hand my head around it i'm probably gonna watch it tonight it's really good like he goes like he travels out and he leaves his daughter behind and i guess because of the way that the, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. i read i read it's too much. Yeah. Anyway, 
there's another time travel movie, and, and then I, I'm, you know, if you want to move on to another topic, I'm cool with that, uh, which is really good. It's called Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. Love that movie. Where he just keeps replaying the same shit over. I and love over. that movie. That movie's so I think that movie's pretty good. flawless, too, but... It's even, so good, though. Even that movie has one plot hole that I, that I kind of don't get. I can't remember all the details, so... I do. I watched that movie. I've watched that movie like six times. Really? Yeah. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch it again because that was a good movie. I went to the movies to watch that, and I think that's the only time I watched it, but I remember saying, like, fuck, that's a good movie. Oh, man. What a- By the way, Back to the Future must have, like, <laughs> some laws. <laughs> Back to the Future must have some laws or something protecting its... Every... Okay. Every- because the fact that that movie hasn't gotten remade yet... Or like oh, re- I see what you're saying. Like, the fact that somebody hasn't done, like, another interpretation of it that's yet... That's true. That's true. It's pretty crazy. I thought you were talking about something. Every, I was going to say every movie has, a, they call it the Bible. Every show and every movie has a Bible. So for time traveling, the so, Bible yeah. is. So, like in, so there's continuity in movies. Like, you, so part, so like we have said before, things aren't filmed chronologically. So you have to, some, they, they literally hire somebody just for continuity. So that if something happens, let's say Tom Cruise has a beard in one or like a six o'clock, five o'clock shadow in they'll one make, scene. They'll make sure that he has but it. they don't film the scene after that until like a month later. That person has to remember he had a five o'clock shadow. So you can't film this shit if he's clean shaven. It's not going to make sense in the movie. Um, so they have Bibles. So like if in Back to the Future 1, they stuck to this specific rule, they have to make sure to... St- to stick to that rule. So that if there was a flaw in Back to the Future 1, that flaw is going to continue for the other movies too. They can't just correct it. No, but I mean like they've remade Ninja Turtles. They've remade That's true, yeah. Jumanji. Like why hasn't anybody tackled on Back to the Future? And it's such a good concept too. Yeah. I, I can never know. I can never get tired of time traveling I'm kind of glad that they, that they haven't though cuz it's kind of lame when they remake these movies over and over. No, and over. I don't want them to remake it. I'm just surprised it hasn't yeah. gotten remade. And also like I have a feeling that someone's going to remake like pulp fiction or something like I, I hope not those movies shouldn't get touched they should not get touched like movies like they just they just redid child's play the chucky movie I, I, and i haven't seen one commercial for that either so it's <laughs> but i'm just like why like why man like do we don't have any original ideas like you're you're spending tens of millions of dollars on a remake why that's why I love a show like it's always sunny in Philadelphia I feel like that show is original in its own way the yeah. office was the Office was original, but it was also a, it was a remake from yeah. the British. And since that, since The Office blew up, you've seen shows that were are filmed like The Office, like The Office, like that whole interview yeah. style. Like the, there's like a supermarket version of yeah. it. There's and, Parks and Recreation. And I love The Office. Don't get me wrong. How random is this episode? I love The Office, <laughs> but I can't get over how. You're you're led to believe that they're filming like a documentary on mm-hmm. the paper business, right? Yeah. But do you ever notice how in the office, like, there's a cameraman somewhere that he shouldn't have been? Like Oh, like uh Who's who's the boss that takes over uh Andy. No, his boss for for Saber. Uh, the the very intellectual guy yeah, that, I know who that you're reads about. people yes. and stuff. Yeah. In the scene where we watched this episode the other day, is the only reason I'm using it as an example. But in the in the episode where Dwight goes down to Florida to meet him, and then he ditches him and goes to his apartment, there's Dwight, a cameraman in the apartment inside his apartment. There shouldn't be. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. They always have the angle. They always have like the they're, reaction. They're like, at the exact right moment at the yeah, exact right. Yeah, and I'm time. like, I'm like, all right, like, like if somebody's giving somebody like a look, 
in or the something. Be- there just happens to be a cameraman looking at that person, giving that person. Yeah, the look. in the beginning of The Office, like the first four seasons, I guess they did it good where I never noticed it, but yeah. towards the end, it's like they had a cameraman like everywhere, some, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. No, you're right. And speaking of The Office, the other day on TV, The Office, the last season, there was an episode from the last season on, and I was sitting with my wife, and we're like. We never saw this. Like, I don't remember watching this one because we were like when The Office came out, it was like religion. Like every Thursday, I, I think that was probably the last show on that that came on, on TV where I had to watch it when it came on on TV. I didn't just watch it like the next day on Netflix or whatever the fuck. But anyway, we must not have watched the last season or something. He Luigi didn't watch it because I'm someone that has to finish what I start. Like, I do, too. And I that's have what, to that's finish why, it. This is why this is so surprising to me, because I'm the same way, too. My wife isn't like my, my wife and I went to go watch Million Dollar Baby or we watched it on TV or something. And she didn't watch the last 10 minutes of it because she knew it was going to be upsetting. I was like, you invested two hours of Million Dollar Baby and you're not going to watch the last 10 minutes. Anyway, that's besides the point. So, yeah, I do finish what I start too. I agree. I'm pretty sure I didn't watch the last season because that inspired us to go on Netflix and watch the last season of The Office, which, by the way, it's underrated. I don't care what anybody says. The last season of The Office is fucking funny. Uh, the last episode sucked, but the last season was funny. The 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 Christmas episode where it's it's Dwight's. He uses his heritage, the the Dutch heritage or whatever. It's like this guy. I know which episode you're talking about. I didn't like it. Impish or are you impish or what is it? <laughs> I don't I didn't like it. I it felt was, like everything. Yo, watch I, it again. We were fucking like there was episodes where I was crying laughing. Every everything after Steve Carroll left. Yeah. Not in the beginning. It wasn't as good. I and everything felt forced. Like yeah. Dwight's Dwight's like I just put Dwight's a caricature. Yeah. Of Dwight, which Dwight is was, already a, a caricature. Yeah. But he's even more. Of a yeah. He becomes like an amplified version. Jim. Andy. Beca- Jim. Jim's like Jim's like wit. And like prank is like flawed. Yeah. It's flawed. Like he he's not like as like he's not the, as quick with the, his the like pranks aren't as good. Nah, it, everything's like forced. Like yeah, no. But the last season is funny. It's underrated. I gotta. I, I agree. Gotta watch it. Seasons one through I think it was like one through five that Steve Carell was in it um, are by far the best. And even like Andy's character becoming like him breaking up with Aaron and all that stuff. Yeah, like yeah. that stuff doesn't. Like, I'm like damn. They had to. They wrote. They wrote all well, this shit to get him and her together, and then they just. Wiped yeah, it away. I think I think, but that has other circumstances. I think at that time, because when I watched season the last season, I was like, Andy's not in like any of these episodes until the end, like maybe the last three or four. Episodes. Yeah, because he left. I think it's because he was filming The Hangover at the same time. Oh, that's yeah. what happens. With See, a lot I never of these take shows. that into account. I always blame. Yeah. I always blame the show. I'm like, you so you're just like, this is poor writing. But no, the writers were forced to, to figure out a way. Out. And what happened was he he took a boat to the Bahamas with his brother. And he, he decided to take his brother instead of Aaron. Yeah, yeah. But the true story is he had to, he was filming a movie at the time. So they had to figure out a way See? to keep her in Scranton and make him go away. How dare I, while. how dare I, so how dare I call myself a fan <laughs> of anything? I, th- but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a loser though. So. No, nah, you're not a loser, man. Yeah, I am a loser. You're a good guy. No, I'm not a good you're guy. You're a good fellow. I'm a fucking loser. Cause why, why would I know some shit like that? Why? What? Was why, I why answer my question? Why would I know some shit like that? Why would you know some shit like that? Yeah, because why? like, what's the point of me knowing that? No, but I feel like I would know why. I would know why a certain team is struggling in baseball because I know like yeah, because you have fucking Buster only telling you if somebody took a shit wrong and they pulled a muscle. Well, they, well, they break the story, but they don't tell you that when you're watching TV. 
Why would you know that? It just so happens that I was like, oh, shit, look, The Hangover 3 is coming out. Oh, you made the con- yeah, you made the connection. So I was like, oh, so he must have just not been there. And then knowing, just knowing because I'm a loser again, um, you just fi- you just figure it out. Like there's like you see a lot of like laziness in writing sometimes. And it's not laziness. It's just that you have. To well, Game of Thrones was definitely lazy. I didn't watch it. So. Trust me. The last season, you I don't seem, care. You seem more down about the last season than... than I don't care what anybody tries to convince me about anything good about this season eight. I don't care if season eight had one good moment. It wasn't worth the shittiness of the entire season. I didn't watch it, and we've talked about this. I'm pretty sure it's because HBO forced this season to happen. They should have just waited until the book was written. But... But then how do you get everybody together again? Because that's another... That, okay, that, so that's another issue, like Arrested Development, when it came back. Again, I don't know why I know this. I probably know where you know that they weren't all in the same place at the they same couldn't, time. They couldn't be. They, their all, careers had taken off. Right. So, Some of the, so like, they had to film it in a way where... Yeah, like, but even if... Like, even, even, <laughs> like, if you notice, if you really pay attention, sometimes, like, when, when Michael's talking to Lucille, George Michael, yeah. you'll see that it's a behind-the-shoulder shot, and the it's, first, not, it's, it's not, not really George Michael. I get that. I get that. Because they couldn't be in the same room at the same time. Season four of Arrested Development, though, was crappy. And yeah. like, regardless, of, yeah, regardless if they were in the same place at the same time, that whole storyline where it was like the same two days and they just kept seeing people's views, like, nah, that was stupid. Yeah, just stick to what worked. But that's the thing is that people wanted Arrested Development back. It was a cult classic. People were watching it. Um, I love the rest of the month for three so seasons. Good, I, I can't describe and, how and much the, I love that show. The thing with TV ratings is that they don't. I mean, they probably do not. They didn't, they didn't take into account. I remember The Office when it came out. I remember me and Shannon, my wife, we used to like. Well, at least I would be like, "Fuck, they're gonna cancel this show because people aren't watching it." It's not that people aren't watching it. It's that with DVR and shit, you don't watch it the same night anymore, and they yeah. don't take that into account. Like my mother has a Nielsen box in her house, which is how they calculate the ratings, and um. If my mother were me, for example, a Nielsen box. Yeah, you know how they calculate ratings on TV. Yeah, they put they go to people's houses at random, and they say, "Can we put a or you know, would you be willing to volunteer to for us to put a Nielsen box?" And that person represents a certain amount of people, maybe like a hundred. Like my mother represents uh, Hispanic women, ages. 45 to 65. I always party, wondered. Let's say. I always wondered how they did that. Wow. That's how it works. So what she has to do is when she gets home, if she's going to watch TV, she has to turn on her cable box, turn on the Nielsen box and say, Migdalia is watching TV now. And then if she's watching a show, a novela, if she likes, the, if she's watching the, the novela, she has to report. Wait a second. She volunteered for this? Yeah. Does she get like a free channel? They give her money. Maybe it's not much money. Like 20 bucks a month or something. All right. Good. Thank God. Because... Something. I hate surveys. Yeah, so that's all. It I hate so, clicking through so there's anything. Like, <laughs> there's a control, and she just says Migdalia's watching, and then she just watches TV, and then it it calculates says okay, Migdalia's watching novelas from eight to ten, and that's how they calculate rating. There's only one season I'm waiting for right now. Hold on, I'm not done yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Before we go on another tangent. <laughs> so if you're watching on a DVR, that's not calculated on the Nielsen rating. So, so there will be articles on like. Rolling Stone or whatever, and it would say like the office's ratings are tanking, but their DVR viewership, people are reporting that they're watching the show like in millions and records of numbers, but on DVR the next day, or maybe they skipped. 
and that's the, the first pro- ten minutes to skip commercials, and they started watching that, it on DVR. But that's the problem because why would a show continue if people are skipping over commercials? Like the whole point, the only reason it's on TV exactly. is so they could put the ads and, around and it. And guess what? The the most watched show on Netflix is the most watched show on Netflix. On Netflix. Arrested Development. The Office. Oh, I, well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I can't believe the Netflix got Netflix got rid of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I know. I wonder what that's about. It's uh, on Hulu though, so it's a that's on FX. Yeah. It's on Hulu, but is every season on Hulu? Yeah. Okay. Well, season 13 I watched as it was coming out, so I never even bothered to check if it's on okay. there. But season 13 was whack. Yeah. I had like two good episodes. I stopped watching around six season like six or seven. I have to start. Oh, man. It gets again. good. Season 10 was flaw- <laughs> like flawless. Season 11 was good. Season 12 was good. Yeah. Yeah, right. man. I, that show amazes me how it keeps like... And that's why I was so surprised with season 13 was so like did not they i don't know what they did with that like i, I mean can't even remember i remember two three episodes that are like good but even the last episode it's like mac dancing in the rain or something how, wow how many um how many shows that aren't cartoons like the simpsons or family guy last this long though it's gonna at some point it's gonna have to suck suck i'm good with that and now oh, we're D, spoiled we're spoiled he has a show her own show i think maybe it got canceled damn so like people's attention start getting and dennis has his own show too dennis has his own show charlie was in a lot of movies for a while yeah i don't think he is so much anymore yeah um but at some point it's gonna have to grow stale they're gonna start getting older danny devito's i wish i could sit older. in a room though and see how they come up with this shit the right the writer the writer's room must be amazing for yeah show. Like, do they just sit there and do it all in a day? No, the writer's rooms take forever, man. Yeah? Yeah. But don't they have to come up with a new episode every week? So, like, let's say it's always sun, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. The season ended today. They might take, like, a month off, but then they start working on the next season, you know, probably months before it even comes out. Truth. My name is Rufus, and that's the Trufus. Back to what I was saying before, and then I think we should move on to some baseball because... An hour in. <laughs> We don't even have to talk about baseball. We just briefly talk about Oh, baseball. we're talking about baseball. Oh, I, I know some people out there that are clamoring for some baseball I might, insight. I might break this up into two That's a good idea, separate right episodes, and I'll drop it on the same day. The only season I'm waiting for, I will watch it the day it comes out. By the way, Stranger Things Season 3 came out. I could care less. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't even ha- watch Season 2, man. Watch it. You'll be disappointed, I think. Well, so they're saying that Season 3 is amazing all right so maybe i will watch it but i'm not in a rush to but watch it but i can't it. i didn't watch season two so i can't just jump to season three i'm gonna have to watch season two before i go into season three. i don't know i feel like season one they, it was a different show it was like a show i hadn't seen before it was really cool really yeah. new and then season two they kind of like i don't even rem- i can't even remember what the storyline was in season two but i might have to rewatch sophomore it sophomore slump sophomore slump yeah but if season three is good i mean the trailer looked pretty good that happens with movies too if you notice like scream one was incredible see scream two sucked Scream 3. I think I watched Scream 3. Wasn't amazing, but it was better. I think what happens is that the movie becomes successful or the show. And then, again, you're kind of forced into another season, but the ideas aren't as fresh. It's not a fresh idea anymore. And then the bad reviews might, like, ins- I don't know, inspire you to... Usually season 3, the third movie or show or whatever season always comes back to the original idea and i think that's why it's always better and i bet you that season three of stranger things gets back to whatever worked in season one yeah i might have to watch did you see that luigi what, season three season three stranger things 
He's the type of guy that will watch a show <laughs> and fall asleep and just wake up and pick it up where, wherever the show's at. I've done that before. How I don't know you, where, how, where it's at or he doesn't go back to where he left off. He can fall asleep at the end of season two, episode eight on The Office and wake up to season three, episode one nah, and just uh-uh. continue. Nope. Like, no thanks. And that's, and that's why he could He said, I don't get Game of Thrones. Like, I can't keep it. I'm like, because you have to watch it. You have to at least <laughs> understand. Like, there's so many families and, and like stories that cross. You can't just like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know what you know what shows disappointed me is Orange is the New Black. Did you watch that? Never. Never had a urge to watch it's it. It's good. It's it's a good, very good show. Season one and two are really good, but then it gets like, I like me and my wife have been on on this. I don't even think it's the current season. I think there's a there's a season six and now season seven is the final season. Jesus. Season three or four, we cannot get past. We'll like once every three months. Like, all right, let's try to watch Orange is the New Black. I'm. That's how that's how I am with X Files right now. Actually, it's kind of it's kind of disappointing. The X Files storyline is you start to appreciate just how hard it is for a show to stay good for a long time. Like that, The Office went nine years, and yes, the last few seasons weren't as good as the first, but they weren't that bad. They were still funny. No, no, no. Honestly, like season eight of Game of Thrones sucked. See, Office The Office did better. Season six of Dexter sucked. Oh my god! Or season man. six or seven, I don't know. That it last sucked. episode was the worst. Yeah, episode of all time. everything about that sh- shit just sucks. So I give yeah. credit to the office for that. But if you really did like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, like up until the last thing you watched, I, li- I liked it. I just stopped watching it. Continue, man. It gets good. Yeah, like I just think those they they become worse. Like oh, okay. <laughs> but how is that even possible? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They be, they come really they become really really like. <laughs> what was the episode that they tried heroin or some shit like crack? They tried crack. crack. Yeah, I'm like who the fuck comes up with? I this love shit? that episode. Yeah, they go crazy. to the guy. They're like, "Can I get a two crack rocks?" He's like, <laughs> "He's like uh two hundred. He's like, "Oh, two hundred. All right, cool." Like, <laughs> it's probably like twenty bucks. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, uh what I'm waiting for, and I really hope it's not a disappointment, is Rick and Morty season four. I don't watch that. Rick and Morty is so funny. Is it? It's cartoons, but... Okay, no, I don't want... I don't know. Watch it. Like, Family Guy. I was obsessed with Family Guy. You'll know, I don't think you've ever... I don't think I've ever seen a cartoon like Rick and Morty. And I haven't watched Family Guy probably in 10 years. So, Family Guy was like its own thing. Simpsons is like its own thing. Futurama. I love Futurama. Do you ever watch Futurama? No. You would like it. That show's funny. But then again, I don't know if you like cartoons like that. I, I adult do. Cartoon, adult cartoons. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, Sausage Party. I told you to watch Sausage Did you, Party. Yeah. Wow, we just brought it all back. There's a point to all this. Back to the start. Did you yeah. ever watch uh, Robot Chicken? Mm, maybe in the beginning. That was in Cartoon Network at night. Like adult Swim, night. yeah. Adult, adult Swim, yeah. yeah. That was with um Seth Seth Green. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. one of the writers on the show. In yeah. the beginning. I think I was in college maybe when that came out. That, I, I find Robot Chicken really, really funny. Yeah. But Rick and Morty is like... I heard they're bringing Boondocks back. Boondocks is a great show. It was a good show. I love Boondocks. But I really hope season four Rick and Morty doesn't disappoint because it's a long time coming. Hmm. It has to be more than a year already. Mm. Mm. But anyways, should, should we get into some baseball? Let's get into some baseball. Let's end, let's end this segment let's one hour and six minutes in <laughs> and discuss some baseball for, for a minute. <laughs> Let me go on my source, MLB.com. Ah, let's see what headlines have, have been coming up lately. Let me 
Let me go on my source, WTTSPod.com. Here we go. Latest news headlines off of MLB.com. If you guys... Is that where you get your news, MLB.com? No. You I, get the news from... I get news from Bleacher Report, MLB, uh, Twitter, okay. Instagram. Because that's like, this is what MLB wants you to know. This is the first, yeah, this is the first, you're right. Think but this, <laughs> this is the first time I'm going strictly to MLB.com. This is like, this is like government-run TV. Yeah. Like if the government ran our news. Yeah. So if you're someone Shall who, I continue? So if, if you, yeah, you're right. If you're someone, uh, for a second, I, I like the... The chills? The feel of that burn again, oh. but it's not even <laughs> hot. I'm just like, oh, shit. Uh, let's see here. Latest news. Mm. Today, uh, July 7th, yeah. Sunday. Uh, Gabe Kapler, Arietta has a burn spur in right elbow. Might require surgery. Ooh. Max Scherzer, 11 Ks, steals base ah. in all Expos blue. That uniform, that Expos uniform. Yeah, that bring him back. Yeah, man. Whatever happened with the whole Tampa Bay Rays and... That's a fucking ret- stupid... I'm not going to say that word. That's a stupid idea. Yeah, but is it a... a I don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to no happen, way. right? What sense does that make? Like, even logistically speaking, you're you're talking... You're making... Like, I, it just doesn't make sense. Heaney's first pitch. Do you see this? No. Uh, Andrew Heaney took the mound and he threw out... A curveball for the first pitch, but it was like a lob first pitch curveball. Okay. Um, in honor of Tyler Skaggs, and the the batter just took it, uh, just took it right down the middle. Let me see. Look at this. I'm watching it now too. What do you think about that? That looked like a like a Ephus. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um. So I know I'm pretty sure that Heaney and Skaggs were best friends. I think. Okay. Because I remember in the press conference. Which, by the way, Mike Trout, man, like, what is this guy made out of? But anyway, it's neither here nor there. Yeah. When he and he spoke, he mentioned that he, Skaggs was his best friend and this, this, and that. So I get it. But, but I'm, 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 I don't mean to be a dick. And maybe I it's am. It's a game, man. Maybe I am. It's a game. But they just let him lob a curveball for a first pitch strike. And that's pla- that was definitely planned. Too. Yeah, it was planned. But... Couldn't he at least try to throw a curveball, like, and the batter make his own decision he was gonna swing or not? Yeah, I don't know. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it too. I'll make you be the bad guy. I'm okay with it too. But sometimes I just question, like, you know, this is officially the game now. Would you be okay with this? Say A Rod was never forced into retirement because let's be real, guys, he was forced into retirement. He was. And he. And I have a theory about that. You'll hear about it at the end of the season, (laughs) depending on how the Yankee season turns out. End of the season. Um, he ended his career at 696. Let's say he had played out the rest of the year. It's the last week of the season. He's at 699 home runs. No, I wouldn't be okay with that. You wouldn't be okay with somebody just giving him the... Nope. Although they would have never done that for A-Rod. But. Nah. But like how... What's his name? Wanted to groove a fastball down the middle. Jose Fernandez to David Ortiz. Was that Jose Fernandez? Mm, I don't know. For what home run was that? It was an all-star game. David Ortiz, he's oh, he like... just gave him a home run? He's like, I'm going to groove a fastball right down the middle. I hope he hits it out. I think it was what it was. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm paraphrasing here and there. It wasn't, it wasn't said <laughs> like that. But I think I remember the guy saying he wanted to groove a fastball. I remember the word groove. So it probably wasn't Jose Fernandez because he's Cuban. Like, does he really use the word groove? Probably not. To David Ortiz in his last all-star selection. Because David Ortiz killed it his last season. He made the all-star team. Steroids. Probably. 
Uh, Jose Fernandez. Aaron Hicks is on steroids. Pretty sure Jose Fernandez was. Wow, he was pumped. Uh, gone. The Yankees point. were just not meant to win that game yesterday because Darno sucks at hitting. He got three hits in that game. <laughs> I know, and and Green has been automatic the last you know since he came back from the from uh, from being sent down. Oh, what a matchup today! Wow, Charlie. Way, why Morton. is Charlie Morton not going to the All Star game? Why has he got tested for steroids? I know. Oh, and it's because I think he plays for the Rays. So what? No, he got. I think he got selected. He's just not going. I'm pretty sure. Oh, maybe the analytics have taken over. That's a point that they're not even going to let these guys. There's a lot of people not going to the All Star game. Like, well, uh, like they chose not to go. No, like there's injuries and stuff. Like Strowman isn't going anymore because uh, of because he's injured. A pectoral strain or whatever. That makes sense. That makes sense. But there's a. I feel like there's a suspicious amount of. People like Xander Bogarts wasn't selected originally. He's going now because Labor Torres is going now because uh, of the injuries. Tanaka's going now. Yeah. Are there really these many injuries, or are these phantom well, injuries? So Le- that Tommy Lastella's injuries, why Glaber, that was real. Glaber's going. That's, I don't know. I didn't know that Xander Bogarts was going now. He's going now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's like a like a suspicious amount of people going to the to the to the All Star game now. Anyway, um, baseball. Carlos Carrasco has leukemia. Damn man, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. He should be able to pitch, though. They're saying that he's yeah, they're saying that he might pitch at the end of the season, but Jesus Christ, like that's crazy. It's a blood condition. I wonder if he's going to retire or something. How old is he? He's. I mean, he just signed an extension, like a three-year, three, four-year extension. I think he's like 30, 31, maybe. Carlos Carrasco contracts is what I would is what I always type in in, the, in these cases. I just go to Baseball Reference. Yeah, Carlos Cookie Carrasco. Cookie cutter. Damn. 32. Oh, yeah. The pride of Barquesimeto, Venezuela. So anyways, uh, Manny, what's your concern with the Yankees? Like, what are you, what are you worried about? With the Yankees? Um, I'm not worried about the Yankees. I'm worried about when they get to the postseason that they don't have an arm. Although, I come postseason time, I trust Tanaka, I think, more than anybody. He's good in the postseason. Because he is just... Like automatic, mm-hmm. and I want. Speaking of Tanaka, let's make this the ADD baseball segment version. Okay. Same thing with the London series. You saw how, like, I don't know if you kept, you were following it, but he was he was preparing for the London series as if it was a postseason game, and he sucked. He got he was removed after the first inning. This that stadium, and I, I'm a Yankees fan. The Yankees want they they swept the series against Boston, so mm-hmm. I should be celebrating it. In fairness. That stadium was a joke. A joke, yeah. They should, they should not have played baseball. That what you guys saw in that series was like it was fun. It's funny because because there was a lot of action, but that was not a real baseball. But game. it's funny because when I found out the dimensions, like the the distances of the walls down the line, it was the same. But that center field being three three eighty five causes everything in between to kind of like be shorter, right? Right. And I knew it's like we knew that it was gonna be a slugfest. But the fact that it actually ended up being a slugfest like pissed me off for some reason. And it wasn't even like a home run slugfest. It was like a a, a, a oh, line drive to left field, rolled. which would have been a single, took off. That yeah. stadium was like a ping pong. Yeah, because the because the turf must have been like so fresh. There was I guess. like no, there was like no <laughs> friction. Nope. And um, 
That shit was crazy. So like a single became a double, a double became a triple. It was like I was surprised we didn't see like three inside the park home runs. But I feel time. like before that London series, the Yankees bullpen has been kind of shaky since. It has been before yeah. that series. Mm-hmm. That series they were because let's be honest, like that was a joke. That was crazy. That was a fucking joke. And lately, I just feel like you're the bullpen. The bullpen is coming in and giving up at least one run in a game. Yeah. At least. So I'm I, not worried. I have I have a feeling the Yankees are gonna hit a little bit of a skid. Can I the mean, Red Sox take advantage? No, it's gonna be tough. I'm telling you right now, no, they can't. I'm predicting five games back by the end of this month. Wow. By the end of mid August. Wow. I'm gonna I'm give you. I'm predicting a skid, man. I'm gonna give you the flavor, flavor. Wow. All right. Wow. No way. We need uh-huh. a soundboard. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now. Let me make sure it's still recording. Yeah, we're still recording. Um, nice, nice. Thanks. <laughs> the Yankees are 11, 11 ahead of Boston in the loss in the loss column. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. The Red Sox aren't. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm sorry, man, that I'm going to say this. I'm sorry. Be careful what you say. You know the powers that you have. You have. I know. That's true. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Finish your thought. <laughs> you guys have the same roster as last year. Exactly. What is going on? Is it is it that you that everybody was having a career year like I said last year, or is that what's going on with the Yankees? Or is everybody just slumping at the same time this year? I don't think our offense is slumping. Our offense is good. It's not as it's not like it was last year. Ben no, Benintendi I mean, hasn't been the same. JD's been solid, but he's not the same guy as he was last. year. The way year. I see it Mookie is he isn't the same guy who was last year. The way I see it is is that uh, Christian we, Vasquez is fucking hitting. Yeah. The way I see it is that we went through her first half of a season. We have a winning record. Second half of the season, we can do what the Yankees did in the first half and yeah, vice versa. You, you can, but, but using what you've seen so far, do you think that's really going to happen? I really do think the Red Sox will make this a close race. Yeah, I don't think so. I, don't think the, I think the Rays are so overrated. Uh, this is how much I think I have lost faith in the Red Sox. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make the postseason at all. Wow. And that's not to say that I think the team sucks, because I don't. I, when I was talking to, on, on, I was at my uncle's house yesterday, and they're pretty much Red Sox fans. I, at some point, I was like, I sound like a fucking Red Sox fan, the way that I'm blowing all these guys right now. Mm-hmm. Not literally, figuratively. Yeah. I'm talking like being upset that Benintendi's struggling this year. Why am I, why am I upset about that? Why the fuck? Do, why should why are I you care? upset about that? I don't know. It's just that. It's One like, guy that I can't stand seeing on TV is Brett Garner. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> when is he just gonna go away? Like, and he's, he's Jesus crazy. Christ, he's juicing. He's fucking juicing. I don't care what anybody says, man. No, but the thing is, that, <laughs> and we just talked about this. Is that there's likable pe- there's likable players on both sides. Yeah, and like I can't. I, yes, I hate the Boston Red Sox with everything in, inside of me. But I like Mookie Betts. I and, like him too. And I like J.D. Martinez. And I like Rafi Devers, believe it or not. I like Judge. I like Didi. I like these guys. Something about Glaber Torres rubs me the wrong way. Like, I feel like he's... <laughs> Cocky? Overrated a little bit. Oh, my God. Oh, he will be. He will be. Once he signs that big contract, I feel like he'll... Oh, my God. I feel like he'll turn into one of those, man. You're such a hater, man. I'm not a hater. I'm sitting here praising your players, and you're calling my players overrated. Slightly overrated. Oh, my God. Slightly. No, but but he's killing. He's killing. If it, it was this, me, he's killing it this year. If it though. was me, I'd hear it. There's nothing you could say that would make me question your beliefs and logic, man. I just have a thought process. I have a way of thinking. I'm not drafting Glaber Torres on my fantasy team, is what I'm saying. Okay. 
Keep drafting Chris Davis. Yeah, man. Fuck. With a K. <laughs> Is this live? Yes. Wow. We we have been we are good yeah. timing to Yep. Yeah, man. So by the way, another thing about the Yankees, and I watch a lot of Yankee games because I have Aaron Judge on my fantasy team, and it's also like I said, I like watching live sports. Mm-hmm. So it's a Yankee Met game. I'm gonna probably watch it. I don't know any other player that takes more fastballs down the middle than Aaron Judge. He is super duper patient. And I was thinking about this yesterday because well, I need him to be super duper <laughs> aggressive because. But that's the thing. When he gets hot, there's 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 the tale of two Aaron Judges, or there's three tales. There's a tri- there's a trilogy. There's the super duper patient Aaron Judge. There's the Aaron Judge that gets super hot. Yeah. Where he gets on fire for a, like a long ass time. And then the Aaron Judge that follows the hot Aaron Judge is the shitty Aaron Judge because he, it's like the Lemayhu, like everything Lemayhu was hitting was dropping for a hit. Yeah, and I think he has like sixty five RBIs, uh, DJ Lemayhu, and like fifty five of them have come like late in games or with runners in scoring position or some shit like that. Like he's just clutch, whatever clutch means or whatever. So I think right now you're seeing the super duper patient Aaron Judge. And that's going to lead into the hot Aaron Judge, and then you're going to have the cooling period. Right in time for the postseason. So get ready for it. You see it too, don't you? I do see it. The cloud of the Yankees. But Oh, so this, so th- here's the thing about the, Yan- the, the team with the Yankees. When I was listening to the game, you, like everyone in that lineup, even if it's like someone who you, sh- you maybe didn't have as much faith in them last year, like Urshela and LeMahieu and whatever, you... The, the thing about the Yankees and why I think they're not going to slow down is that nobody has any pressure on them right now. Because if Aaron, we're watching the Yankee game right now, if Aaron Hicks doesn't have to feel like he has to crank a home run right now because the game might end. Might end. So he's going to be more patient. He doesn't have to swing at everything because the guy behind him could do, could do the job too. No, the pressure, is, the pressure is the fact that you guys are running away with the division. The pressure is builds up to get in it done in the postseason. That's, that and that's what there. I'm afraid of. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Once we get to the postseason, it's analytics go out the window. It's a completely different ball game, and we don't have – I feel like we don't have the starting pitching to finish the deal. I think it can happen. The Red Sox proved to us last year that you can win on hitting a World Series, and the Yankees can hit. Yeah. So it could happen, but – Listen, I man. Know. I wish we had a, a solid – you know, Scherzer or even even Madison Bumgarner, man. I think about Verlander, how I kind of thought he was finished, and then he went to the Astros, and he's better than he's ever been. Okay, but back to... Maybe maybe Bumgarner isn't inspired right now. He's, he's in a shitty team. They're not going to make it to the postseason. Maybe in a team that's going to compete, maybe he becomes a different pitcher. First of all, the whole thing with, Matt, the, the whole thing with Verlander... I don't think it was that he, was uninsp- that he wasn't inspired. I think it was that he was coming off an injury, wasn't he? No, he. I think I'm pretty sure he played a full I, season before that. He did, but he the year before when he started falling off, he did had just come. I think he had just came off like a serious injury, and still building his arm back. Yeah, maybe he was uninspired, or whatever. But Bumgarner doesn't strike me as the guy that needs to be inspired, especially since he loves pitching in in, in San Francisco. Like he doesn't want to leave. And no, I think he got hurt. So Verlander, the year he got traded, he tossed 206 innings. Before that, the year before, 227, and then the season before that. He was hurt. Okay. Verlander inspired, uninspired argument. I'll 50-50 on that. Right? Okay. Adding to the fact that the Astros have some kind of pitching mechanics that, or they take steroids or whatever. They're cheating. 
with Madison Bumgarner. The argument that everybody keeps making with him is that he was so amazing in the postseason. Why wouldn't you want that guy on your team? That was like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And the Justin Verlander comparisons, as good as Bumgarner is and was, or as good as he was in the postseason, which he was like a Verlander type of pitcher in the postseason, in the regular season, he was never the type of pitcher that Verlander was in his best day. No. So He doesn't throw 101. So I really so don't think Bumgarner is going to... I, I think you guys should get Bumgarner because at this point he's better than what you guys have. Maybe him and Tanaka are like one and two on that team. Yeah. And I'm leaving Severino out of it because I don't think he's pitching this And Pax, I don't know. Paxton is good, but I, I don't know. I'm forgetting about Paxton. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But I think getting Madison Bumgarner is good, but don't be shocked if it's just. It'll be interesting to see Paxton in the postseason. Does he become a different pitcher in the postseason? Like you have pitchers like Roger Clemens when he pl- pitched for the Yankees. He was a different pitcher in the regular season than he was. There's some players that just can lock in in the postseason and they become killers. I remember the last time I think I saw Bumgarner pitch in the postseason was on a wild card game and versus the Mets. And he pitched good, but he they ended up losing because the Giants didn't score any runs. Uh, but I think that's the last time I saw him pitch. I, I yeah. could be wrong, yeah. But So you want Bumgarner? I'm, I'm down for Bumgarner, man. Bumgarner, Stroman. I'm DTF. Uh, I like Stroman's stuff. But there's something about him. I get a. He's from New York, so he can handle probably New York. I think. But I have. A, I get. I get like a AJ Burnett type feeling. What about about Strowman? Like he has awesome stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. Like he's never been lights out. You know, he was lights out to start the season, but over the last few starts, he hasn't been that great. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Aaron Judge <laughs> loves to strike out. I don't think I've ever seen a game where he doesn't strike out. Anyways, strikeouts don't matter. Man. What about the rumors of Luis Castillo going to the Yankees? He's another one that I don't know, man. He seems like there's something I just don't get the I these get breakout it. season guys. I don't know, right? I don't know, man. Hmm. Stroman, here's Stroman for you. Stroman is a career 3.81 ERA pitcher. That's not bad though. Last year he had a 5.54 ERA. This year he has a 3.18. Last year he was hurt because he only pitched 102 innings. He's a one two eight whip guy. I don't like that. I don't like guys that put people on base. Hmm. That's too fluky for me. And this year he's a one two six one whip guy. He doesn't strike out that many hitters. Um, I don't know. I get a bad feeling. I like Stroman. I root for him. He's on my team in fantasy, but I don't want him. No. Nah, not in the Yankees. Nah. I, I mean, the, if we the- can, if we can steal him for nothing, like the Yankees tend to do. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to say no. What about CeCe? You don't want to see CeCe in the postseason? CeCe? Yeah. I think he's a starter in the postseason. Yeah? CeCe's been good this year. No, he has. That's why I'm asking. Like, you really want to see him in the postseason? Soft contact guy? Yeah. Who else is out there? Um, Like, available for trade? Yeah, not including DeGrom and Sonora. Scherzer's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't care what anybody says. They are the wild card team right now, by the way. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Why, why the fuck with the Nationals? They just signed Patrick Corbin. They're talking about extending Anthony Rendon instead of trading him. So there's no way that, Scher- that Scherzer is going to get traded. No way. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense. And let's be real. The, but, Na- the Nats have a decent roster. Uh, a friend of mine actually brought this up to me the other day talking about Scherzer. He plays another year with the Nats. He has that Rule 5 clause where he gets i guess it's like an automatic five and ten five and ten yeah has he been with the Nats for 10 years well he's been in the big leagues for 10 years yeah yeah where he can he's he can he yep. gets an automatic no trade mm-hmm. 
don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I mean, I think I think he's gonna retire with the Nationals. Yeah, that's what I think is gonna happen. Unless if they like if they have like a horrible season next year, or if by the time from today until the end of the month, the trade deadline, the Nats go like lose like. 15 out of 20 games and they completely fall out of it maybe but i doubt it is the talks of uh matthew boyd would maybe? yeah I don't is know. that still out there because i remember the last thing i heard was they wanted glaber torres and they, stuff yeah they, they wanted glaber so yeah he's he's i think he's definitely gonna get traded but he's another one that i don't know like all of a sudden now he's, he's... i can't look anything up right now no nothing is loading damn it you have to plug it in Risk getting burned. That's what it is. It happens with my other Macs. <laughs> it's happened with my other Macs, man. And why do people keep buying Apple products? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. My, I have this. I think I have the same one. That's a MacBook Pro. Yeah. Yeah. And that shit, yeah, burns. Let's try the old Google. Pone caliente. <laughs> Oh, that sucks. Yeah, honestly, I don't know how you guys do because I need to. When I'm in my room, I lay down my laptop, and if this thing would burn, it, fuck that. Okay, here's your stats for Matthew Boyd. Before this season, Matthew Boyd was a career five ERA guy. In, 90, in 86 games started, he had a 507 ERA and a 135 whip, and he was striking out seven, seven, eight batters per nine. Unacceptable these days. This season, all of a sudden, he's a 1.12 whip guy, and he's striking out 11 hitters per nine. And his, um, his strikeout to walk, is that what it is? So slash W strikeout to walk ratio? Strikeouts right? to win. Oh, yeah. Strikeouts to walk. Is, is tops in the American... No, he has the highest, so he's walking... No, he can't. Oh, in the American League, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Ryu has it. Yeah, so I, I just don't believe it. I don't believe that this is who Matthew Boyd is yet. I just feel like... You know, wouldn't, you, wouldn't that trade have been made already? Nah. You don't think? Because the further you get into the trade, like the closer you get to the trade deadline, the more leverage you have as the as the Detroit Tigers. The more, yeah, the more leverage you because have. Because if they well, really needed it, yeah, yeah. If a pitcher, if a team is in need of a starting pitcher, like if the Yankees get to the end of the month and they start to realize Severino probably isn't going to come back, um, Paxton is back on the on the IL. Uh, CC can't go more than five innings to start. They might get desperate and say, "I need, I need a pitcher for a postseason run." I'm gonna. Who do you want for Matthew Boyd? Maybe now they're not gonna get Gleyber Torres, but maybe now they might get Esteban Florial and another piece or some shit that they really want. You know what I mean? Yeah. At this point, right now, the Yankees aren't just gonna straight up say, "Okay, you can have whoever you want." We gotta add video to this, man. Este maldito fucking Travis Darno. <laughs> what the fuck? Who does? <laughs> Wow. Short as a motherfucker, this guy, too. Jesus. He looks like a child. It's like a boy amongst men. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. Right down the line. Unbelievable. Bing, 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 bing. So, base, baseball talk. Yeah, I'm tired. Too. I'm, I'm hungry, too. Costco pizza is looking good right now. <laughs> I got to go home, man. 
<laughs> what time are you planning on leaving? As soon as we're done. I'm out. <laughs> uh, I'm back to Costco. baseball real quick. I'm going to have to have Costco pizza now. Back, back to baseball real quick. Yeah. Why is the All-Star game on a Tuesday? I don't know, man. That's a great question. Like, and I was telling, I was saying this at the at, when we had people over the other day. How are, weren't there one o'clock games on the day after July fourth? What do you mean there were night games? There was only seven o'clock games. Oh, but, well, that's the that's baseball, man. Like, I understand. Yo, you, we should be commissioners, man. Honestly, I understand it's hard to schedule all these games, but if you focus on one day, like July fourth. Every team should have been playing. There's no reason why they shouldn't be. Yeah. Playing. It doesn't matter. Even if you're interfering with time, who gives a fuck? Yeah. It's July 4th. Everybody should be playing a day game. Everybody. And they, I think teams were off on July 4th. I yeah, they were. There was, like, there was like six teams that were that off. That should not happen. No. Nah. But the day after July 4th, maybe not everybody gets the day off. But I know a lot of people had the day off. Like, I worked from home. He had a day off. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had the day off on July 5th. And there was the next... the. The earliest game was like seven o'clock. That's insane, yeah. That's like insane. it's common sense. It just yeah, and that's the problem with baseball. Same thing when we roll into the postseason. I was thinking about this on the drive here because I have a lot of time to think on the drive here. Tommy Fan with the double. He's on my fantasy team, so I celebrate it. But it was an RBI double. The Yankees are down. One but that's a, but that's a game-winning RBI if it holds. That's five points right there. You can use that in your matchup with uh, the Caps. With the Caps, yeah. Good yeah, point. that's a close uh, match right there. Marquee matchup of the week. Word. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. And I was thinking about this on the drive down because I do have two girls and there is bedtime routines and shit. So I don't start watching TV until like nine. And I was thinking, fuck, when the Yankees make the postseason, am I going mi- to am I, am I miss like half the game? Mm. No, because they start late. And that's that's another problem. Like it's good for you. For me, it's good. But for the typical fan like me or kids who we want to love baseball so that we have an audience when they get older. Right. Um. They can't watch the games. Nope. Because they're ending at midnight. Playoff games are longer, too, some, typically. So yep. they're ending at midnight, maybe later. You know what I'm saying? A West Coast game. You know, if, if Dodgers, you know, Dodgers face off against the Brewers, you might get a game at 10 o'clock that doesn't end until 2 in the morning. What was that game, that slugfest in Los Angeles where every, there was like a home run? Like Red Sox. Oh, um. Do you remember that series? Well, the Red Sox in the World Series with the Angels, there was a game that went like five hours. It was like eighteen innings. Avaldi came and, in. Yeah. Well, that game was that game was an extra extra inning games. No, but there was a game with the Dodgers. I think it was last season, maybe two years ago, with the Astros, where they just kept hitting home runs. Yeah. And it, just, it was just like a game tying home run after game tying home run after game tying home run. Yeah, it was the Astros. Home run. Astros versus the Dodgers. You know, and those games are ending two, three o'clock in the morning. Like that's a, you know, why aren't postseason games played a little bit earlier? You should play these games at seven o'clock. So these games end at ten, maybe eleven o'clock. Yeah, because if you make it seven o'clock here, it's four o'clock in LA. I think mm-hmm. that's a reasonable time to start a game. And LA, yeah, I agree. And LA games. I mean, I guess you can't. There's nothing you could do about West Coast games. But even if you started at seven o'clock in in LA, or eight o'clock, or eight o'clock, eight o'clock here, five o'clock there. They start. Yeah, they start. Yeah, that's true. That's not bad. Either way, you're going to miss out on something. You're going to miss out on something. But, like, the Red Sox and Yankees series, the divisional series last year in the playoffs, that shit, all those games should have started, like, at 6. I don't know why they, they, seven. they start at 8.05. Yeah, that's what like, I'm those games, they, they have a... And they're going to be four-hour games. Yankee-Red Sox games are four hours. Yeah. Automatic. You know what I mean? And, and um, yeah, baseball has a scheduling issue. And there should be... I think there should be more day games, too. I like night games, but, like, on the weekends... 
I hate waiting until seven o'clock to watch. I don't know if it's because the Yankees are a highly rated team, so they put them in at a time where everybody can watch the game or whatever. That's but I, I, you know, I feel like this year the Yankees aren't playing that many one o'clock games anymore. They're not. And I'm not gonna lie, the whole six thirty start time, I love it. Yeah, I love it. The I'm cool if I miss the first inning or me two. Me too. If I catch the end of the game, that's what I care right. about. The ending of the game right. is more important to me. So I don't think it matters if they start the game at 7 here and West Coast has to watch it from 4 to 7. Yeah. They're going to get the end of the game. Right. Damn it. Make, make baseball great again. America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. MacBook suck. Hey, 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 hey. I've been trying to restart this thing, and I just keep trying again, trying again, trying again. I'm just going to close this. I have a MacBook, and I love it. So, well, this yours looks a little more updated than this, this one's one. newer. Yeah, this one's this this one's been around the block. Here, I'll move my computer. Let's just make sure that this doesn't go to sleep again. Um, no, I'm just saying if you want to do some research no, no, no. on stuff, we can share. It's okay. I need to do it. It's all in here. I'm a share. I'm a giver. I'm Ask a me anything about baseball. Okay. Uh, how many career home runs does Albert Pujols have? Six forty. I don't know. Four. So don't even ask. <laughs> I don't even know. Six twenty-one. Um. The Mets, man. Can we talk? Can we talk some Mets? Real Let's quick? talk Mets. Let's talk Mets. Yeah. This is gonna sound repetitive, but can they just blow it up? Like for yeah. real, they just need to trade so, trade the Grom, trade them all, man. Just swallow your pride at this point. Not Peter, not Peter Alonso. Like, no, no, he's, no, he's your future. You have him for like six years. But swallow your pride at this point, Will Pons. You made a mistake with Brody Van Wagenen. Swallow your pride. Fire Wagenen. Fire Callaway. Fire the pitching staff. Fire the hitting. Go Marlins. Blow it all up. Blow it all up. What the, why why are they even there's no point. You know, Edwin Diaz, real quick, he's struggling, but his strikeouts to walk is like pretty good. He's not he, so I and I he said still this, is like he's still electric. I said this about Edwin Diaz last year. Yes, I don't want to take anything away from him, but he was one of the primary reasons we were talking about closers and stuff. Yeah. He's a one inning pitcher, and I just don't buy it. Like You don't I don't think you could put him anywhere else as a reliever. So you think that he is only meant to be a closer? I think that he, I think he's meant to be a closer, and I think that he's going to be one of these pitchers that's going to fluctuate. Like, he's not going to be Edwin Diaz every single year. He reminds me of K Rod a little bit. I remember, yeah, okay. Like how K Rod was electric one season, and one season he sucked, and electric another season. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know. I just don't buy it. Back to the Mets. Oh yeah, the Mets and their ineptitude. Yeah. I really just think that team that team is snake bitten. Nah, fuck that shit. That team is just doesn't know how to even the Marlins. I mean, I understand that Robinson are running a better franchise than the Mets are. I know. And the Marlins don't have shit. I know. But I know like even like Robinson Cano. We know we know he's not the Robinson Cano of the Yankees. But no. do, did we really think he was gonna be this bad? I mean No, but like, why would you even take on Robinson Cano's contract if you're any team? I understand that the the idea was to take on Edwin Diaz. But you're willing to take on a one-inning pitcher. It wasn't worth I mean, it. It wasn't worth it. It's not worth it. It wasn't worth it. And I, I think I said this. Maybe you agreed with me in the beginning. I don't remember. But I remember saying, like, why the fuck would you make this trade? It's a stupid trade. Well, in the beginning of the year, I said the Mets weren't going anywhere. And when they and got I was to a that, believer. And when they got up to that hot start, I was like, Jesus Christ, am I gonna am I gonna regret? Yeah. No, I, I was, gonna, I was are they gonna make me are they gonna make me turn turn my turn and the, back? And the thing with Brody Van Wagenen was that he duped everybody because it was such a crazy move to oh, hire yeah, yeah. a uh and that's agent. What, and that's what the Mets do. And I, it's like because they have that starting pitching for the last five, six years, 
there's always hope for the Mets. Nah, like because of that starting pitching, they have a a tool that a lot of other teams don't have. They have they have a step ahead in the right direction of building a team that a lot of teams wish they could have, like Syndergaard and Degrom, Wheeler and Mats. And Mats just goes to show, like it's so weird how baseball is, right? We're we're starting to see like the depreciate the depreciating value of starting is. pitching mm-hmm. like pitchers don't only need to go four or five innings now and the yankees are basically getting it done with no solid ace right right so we're starting to see the depreciating value of starting pitching mm-hmm. but what does steven Matz do he had like one good season right why is my alarm on? <laughs> <laughs> steven Matz had like one good season sunny gray had like two good seasons and these guys are still you know signing contracts getting starting jobs people are trading for them so it's yeah. like i feel like honestly the baseball's so f- fucking confusing at this point the mets remind me of that movie major leagues how the owner tries to to sabotage the team so that they can move i think it's so they can move cities or a new stadium or yeah. something i don't even remember yeah why she was manipulating that's what the mets remind me of except that their owners are just stupid. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They don't have a reason. There's no it. motive. They're just dumb, and they manipulate the team. And and I, I think that it trickles down. I think it affects the players, and it affects everybody. Yep. Like, you know, they just keep doing the same shit over and over and over. So this is so yes. And and with the Brody Van Wagenen move, I remember the beginning of the season. I was like, okay, this guy has some balls because he's signing that taking on the Robinson Control Cano contract was ballsy. So I was like, okay, maybe the Mets will do something. But I remember saying, why are they signing Jed Lowry? Who hasn't played yet, right? Instead of DJ LeMahieu. Yeah. Why are you sign why are you trading uh for Edwin Diaz when you have Kimbrell available, when you have Aravino was available, David Robertson was available. There was a bunch of relief pitchers. Even Andrew Miller was available, even yeah. though these guys aren't panning. Yeah, in out. hindsight, it doesn't look like that was the right move, but at the time You were just like, Okay, this guy has balls. Yeah. And if Robinson Cano can play seventy five percent, then you're okay. Yeah. But I mean, you still have Todd Frazier on that team. You signed Jay Bruce instead of JD Martinez a I year think ago. It's, I think it's that team because I'm telling you, Jay Bruce goes on the Mets and he's not the Jay Bruce they signed the and, he- and he's killing it with other teams. So it's like, uh, I don't know, man. I, th- I think that team is that organization is just not run properly. It's like Jim Dolan with the Knicks. Yeah. They just keeps making stupid moves and hiring the wrong people. That white, blue and orange. Fuck, man. Get rid of it. Fuck. That does not speak New York to me when I see nah, it. Man. The Knicks jersey doesn't say New York to me Even when I see Bro- it. The Brooklyn Nets doesn't either, but there's still there's a grittiness to it, black yeah. and white. You know but you're I mean? right. I don't like the Brooklyn Nets. It's so it's plain. It's just like plain. Yeah, and I know Jay-Z had a big part in making those jerseys, so yeah, he was probably like, yeah, fuck it, all black, everything. Jay-Z sucks. Just kidding. Um, yeah, let's, oh. not, let's not get into that. <laughs> if there was video here, CT's <laughs> head immediately dropped, like as if he heard that a relative <laughs> was murdered viciously and decapitated. Hey, I love that guy, right? It made, I know. Um, so, yeah, if I'm the Mets, I'm firing everybody. And here's the thing, that the Mets have an advantage over other teams, is that a rebuild for the Mets isn't the same as a rebuild for the Marlins. Like, like for the Marlins to get back to what they were at one point, to a championship you know, caliber in 2003 and 1997, it's going to take a while. But it's you're going to get there, and they're going to have to – become a team kind of like the Tampa Bay Rays where they're making it work with zero dollars. Yeah. 
You're gonna have the, to suffer for a couple of years. With yeah. the Mets, you can you you can feasibly speak. You can suffer for a year or two and have a competitive team because you you have the funds, and yeah, you could trade the Grom to the Yankees today and get like a good haul of players. Not even you could trade them to the Astros. Yes, a team a team that has a I would wipe a team's farm system completely. I'll be ready in 2 3 years. There's another example with the Houston Astros. They their rebuild took like 5 years, but look at them now. They're fucking set for for years. Yeah. The Astros are going to be relevant for How do the Dodgers keep doing years. it? Years. Money. <laughs> I know it's money, but Jesus Christ, man, like But like like Seriously, man, like like the Yankees, the rebuild for the Yankees. There was no rebuild. There was there was supposed to be, but it didn't happen because the players panned out. How lucky! And, How and, unfortunate! And, How fortunate of that! But the thing is, the most fortunate thing is that the Yankees are focusing their attention on on scouting and their player development, and the it, it's, it almost seems like the Mets don't do that, and that's what they should be focusing on. That's why I would blow it up, lose a hundred games for two or three years. Fuck it. Start developing players and then start using your money to to fill in some holes here and there like the Yankees do. I think that's why Charlie Moore, by the way, I think that's why Charlie Moore is not going to the All-Star game because his start is like ah, that's what it is. today. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just doesn't make sense that a big market team like the, like the Mets are this fucking snake bit. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make any sense. And by the way, the, 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 Rex, the Red Sox. Are, they just won a championship, so we can't talk too much shit about them. But the fu- to, for me, when I look at the Red Sox future, it doesn't look good as of right now. No, nah, but I mean, this is what I always go back to. Like, what is the point of all this? Is the point to have a good team every year and make yeah, the postseason? Or is the point to win the World Series? The point is to win the World Series. Then That's- I think the Red Sox are exactly where they should be. This is what it took to win a World Series. We got it. Yeah, but look at the, the Astros. But these players are going to get one year older every year. But look at the Astros. Their, their performance is going to diminish, and you don't have the players to call up after Michael Chavis. There's nobody else. That's but look ready. at but look at the Dodgers. Look at the Astros. Right, the Dodgers go to the World Series or deep into the postseason almost every year. They, they don't lose. win a World Series. The Astros won a World Series 2017. Yeah, didn't go back 2018. Was it 2017? Yeah, yeah. The Astros? Yep. They Astros. didn't make it back next year. Brett Gardner, baby. My God. Home run. Can somebody test Brett Gardner for oh! horse? <laughs> That's horse a guardy party. John, Jesus Christ. Brett Gardner's bald head is amazing. I think he sees it through his bald head, and he goes over the wall, and he runs around the bases like a child. It makes me so happy. So compare let me let me let me finish what I'm saying, and I'm gonna ask you a question. Let me finish what I'm saying. I'm gonna ask you a question. Sorry, yeah. The Astros won it that one year. Right. They're set. They were set the next year. They're set in this year. They're set the next year. But if they don't win it, what's the difference between that team and the Red Sox team? The difference with the Astros team is that you know that they're gonna at this point with their player development and all that stuff is that they're always gonna be in contention for the postseason. That's what the Dodgers are. And you need to be in contention to the post for the postseason in order to win the World Series. I get it. And the Red Sox are in contention for the postseason, but in the future, when some of these players It starts again. It starts over. That's my problem with the Yankees. Then they what, are, you just you just tear Yankee, it down and start building it up again? The Yankees are in contention. But can we agree that they could do more? Absolutely. Can we agree that they can give up some players and get better players? Yes, but but that's the thing. I don't want to mortgage. I don't want to continue because we saw what happened in the 2000s with the Yankees. But then what's the point of all this? They won in 2000, right? 
And then they went to the World Series in 2001 and 2003 and lost and won again in 2009. But in the in between all of that, they were just signing players and dumping money on players. And I this get player it. And that player. And this I get player. it. They got us nowhere. It got you a championship in 2009. Okay, but then from there, they you know they decided okay, we, that's not okay. So here's the point: in 20 years, the Yankees won one World Championship, one. But again, I'm asking you, like, would you rather be that or the Dodgers that haven't won it? But is is the reason that the Dodgers didn't win it because why is it that they didn't win it? I don't I don't know why the Dodgers don't win it. And but why did the Red Sox win it last year? Well, the Red Sox were the best team in baseball last year, Th- even though even though we weren't projected to you, be. You can control. You can. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on yeah, that. Here we go. No, no, no. Okay, but the little brother complex. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not even what you think. That's not even what you think. I know. I'm just kidding. No, but you can be in contention every year. You can't control. It's like in fantasy baseball, how I've been saying. And you're right. You're right. The, the team with the points allowed doesn't always win. That has the fewest. You're you absolutely see, have, right. Have you seen the history? There's up the, uh, ESPN, the fantasy app has been up. I guess people have been complaining. That you lost the history, right? No, they're updating yeah, and now you can and see. And now you can see the history yeah. again. Which so you, did you see that one year where the points, where it's actually reversed? It's like yeah, every, every year. It seems like. It's different. It's yeah. random. Yeah, it's random. Um, That one year, though, I flipped it, and everybody with the most points scored against was in the top. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the opposite. It was like right. Sandy. Me- yeah, but anyways, continue. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, What was I getting at? Oh, but you can't. You can control what you do with your organization, and, and if you're making your team competitive year in and year out, you are giving yourself a chance to win the World Series, potentially. Yeah. But you can't control what the Red Sox do on any given year, what the Yankees do on any given year. All I can do is try to make my team as competitive as possible so that I make it to the postseason every single year. Yeah. But if I go ahead and I just take all my young players that I've developed and give them away for Justin Verlander, let's say in 2017. A rental. rental. That doesn't guarantee me – a postseason. It doesn't guarantee. It doesn't guarantee you a postseason, but it makes it makes you a better team. But what if I mortgage my future and I get this player and he's lights out, but I still don't win the World Series and I just wasted. That's how it is. But I, for me personally, I would rather have my my future secure. That I know that my team is going to be competitive and that I I'm more than likely going to make it to the postseason. And that's just one step closer, year in and year out, to that World Series championship. Okay, I get it. But what if you just keep setting, you always worried about the future, and you never make that big splash to get that player? Like, you guys get James Paxton, who... Nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed. But I'm asking you again, would you rather be the Dodgers or the Red Sox? The Dodgers have been a better team in the past four years than the Red Sox. Of course, I would rather have the World Series celebration and see my team piled up at the mound. Oh, let me actually let me actually this. Let me actually But this. I feel like I feel like in the like in the position that the Yankees are currently in right now, and we saw it this season. I think there have been twenty two different players injured for the Yankees that have hit the IL. But they still are in contention because they're developing players who can come up and produce. I get it. I get it. So here's a better question. Would you rather be... The I would Red- rather that than, than a team that loses its... Like, if the Red Sox were going through what the Yankees are going to, I don't think the Red Sox would even be above 500. Yeah, but we won it last year. We... we, we forget that. We, no, we, no, I can't forget it. Forget because it. we fulfilled... We fulfilled the purpose of all of this. Okay, so then let's go... The purpose of all this... The purpose of... 
the purpose of this sport is to win the championship. Yeah, no, we fulfilled yeah, that. I understand what you're saying, but okay, so then let's go back in time. Let's say last year. Can can you work in hypotheticals? He's getting frustrated, guys. No, no, my my head. <laughs> can you can you uh can you join me in this hypothetical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. experiment here. Let's say last year that Benintendo and Moco Betts and Just Dick Licking Martinez. That's Benintendi Mookie. Hurt. That's Benintendi Mookie Betts and uh, JD Martinez. If you guys, Martinez. If, you guys if you guys couldn't decipher that <laughs> code, <laughs> go ahead. And Rafi Ninja Turtle Dever. Let's just pretend that they got that, hurt. That they got hurt. Okay. And they had to go on the IL. Let's say Aaron Judge was on the IL for like two months or a month. He's in the JD's in the IL for a month. Mookie's in the IL for two months. Whatever. Hypothetically speaking, they had to miss a big chunk of the season. Do you think you guys would have made it to the World Series last year? Uh, no. That's that's my point. Everything has to go right for any team, not just the Red Sox. To win a World Series. So I can't just keep Well, first of all. I'm not just saying the Red Sox. I'm saying even the, Yan the Yankees in 96, 98, 99, 2000. Everything had to go right in those years for, that, for those teams to win the World Series. Yeah, I agree that when it comes to winning the World Series, there's luck involved. Like, so, everything has to go right. Yeah, I get but, it. So all I can control is making my team as competitive as possible to give myself a chance at that. All right. And I, I agree that that's an important factor <laughs> in running an organization. I'm never going to win this argument. No, there, I don't, because I don't think there's an argument. I'm just saying that we can talk about how bad the Red Sox are going to be in the next five years. It, we got a championship out of it. Okay. And that's the whole point of this. I under, I understand what if you're the saying. Yankees, if the Yankees, okay, so if the Yankees win the World Series this year, does that does that make my argument correct then? Uh, your they, argument is that you should hoard prospects. Is that your argument? Not hoard prospects, but you should focus on player development and not jump at the gun to mortgage the future just in case you win. It's it's almost like the closer argument. Like, should I hold on to Araldis Chapman? If I need him in the seventh inning, should I hold on to Araldis Chapman just in case we have the lead in the ninth inning? Or should I use him in the seventh inning because I need a lights-out pitcher to shut this guy down that, to give me another chance at the next inning. My argument with that is that I think there's nothing more high leverage than closing out a game in a, in a safe situation. But I think it's because we we make it that. No, I think it's because you can literally see yesterday <laughs> in the Rays game, yesterday Rays game, the guy couldn't throw a strike, and Aaron Hicks got a home run out of it when he finally did put it down the middle. Yeah, but they put they switched Aaron Hicks in that game to the right side of the plate because he had to hit a home run on the right side of the plate all season. All of a sudden, everything went right, and that one at bat, Two strikes. I he think, hits a home run. I think we're just living in this world where his first home run. I just think we're living in the, side. I think we're living in this world where everything is just random at this point. <laughs> so I think you can. I think you can win games using your closer in the seventh inning, but I think you can win games using your closer in the ninth inning, the way the Red Sox did with Absolutely. Kimbrell. But what you know? What if instead of putting Araldis Chapman, the Yankees have to put in who's this shitty ass reliever that they have now that they used yesterday? Actually, uh, Holder. Not Holder. He does suck, but he's in the minors now. I think. Okay, let's say Holder because he did suck. Instead of using Chapman because they need to get this out, it's it's Dave, it's um, it's Rafi Devers, and if he if he gets a single, the Red Sox are gonna take the lead. Instead of going for a Rodis Chapman, who you know has a better chance at shutting down Rafi Devers, this is just hypothetical. I know. Over Jonathan Holder, I'm gonna say nah, fuck it. Let me just use Holder just in case. You know, maybe Holder can get the out, and you know. 
You know what I'm saying? I'd rather go Chapman. Let me get the secure out right now and give myself a chance at the next inning. Here's what I'm saying. The Red Sox won 108 games last year. You're telling me oh that it, you're telling me that if we use Kimbrel in high leverage situations instead of keeping him for the ninth, yes. we would have won 115 games. I think it's possible. I don't think I, I I always say this 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 whole opener versus starter versus high leverage versus closing the game. Yankees are undefe- the think- Yankees are undefeated in opener games. Undefeated. Uh, okay, undefeated. cool. Is that random? No, I'm not, I, I don't think it's random, but I'm saying that I just activated my Google Voice, so that was... They're listening, guys. Is that random? What, what, what was said in these last... I don't know. What's her name? Cortana? No, that's uh, Windows. Okay, what's Google's... Google. Hey, Google. Okay, Google. There it is. Ah. How can I help you? Uh, yeah, could you please tell this guy that high leverage and... Go- hey, Siri. This whole opener versus starter versus your closer in the high leverage or in the ninth inning, whatever, however you want to split it, whatever numbers tell you and everything like that, I honestly think that you'll see a difference of either two more wins or two more losses. It'll be something like that. Okay. Three more wins or but, three more losses. But that could make a season. But I don't think it's anything as like to... I right now, two more wins or two more losses determines whether or not the Red Remember what everybody said about the Rays last year? Yeah. You remember that? What? How if how when the Rays started using the opener, they became this different type of team they instead did. of winning more games? Facts. What's going on this year? Yeah, they're bullpen. Would you say they have a better team this year? Yes. Would you say they finally started using the opener from the beginning? Uh-huh. What's the difference? The difference is that now their pitchers aren't producing as well as they were before. You can you but, can trace that argument back to anything is what I'm saying. But that's not the the whole point is you can't predict what's what the result's gonna be. And by the way, the the Rays are 12 games over 500. They have a plus 79 run differential. That's like third or fourth in, in baseball. Right Were they now. last year? And one more thing, CT. Yes. They're two games up or two games down. Yeah, yeah. If the season were to end today, the Red Sox would miss the postseason by how many games? Uh, two games. So that can make a season. That's what I'm trying to say. It makes a difference. Oh, no. It, two, I'm not saying two games can't make a season. I'm saying the difference you'll see between these two methods are random. It's either going to be that you won those two extra games or lost them using either or. It doesn't. It's, but, not, it's not because, to me, it's not because you're using the opener. For me, my... To my, me, it's not because you're using Kimbrel <laughs> in the seventh inning. We won 108 games using Kimbrel as our high leverage and ninth that, inning closer, period. And that worked for you. And it worked. But could you have won 115 yes. games with Kimbrel Maybe. pitching a high leverage situation? Maybe. We could have won 108 games using Kimbrel in the in the other situation as well. But we know what happened using him in the ninth inning. Yeah. It could happen either way. But I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying that I don't want to be convinced that the opener is is <laughs> is the key the key factor to a team succeeding, which I don't think it is. I think it helps you to. It helps. I really don't think that the Red Sox would have won that many more games using an opener last year when we had to use an opener. I, I really don't think. I really don't think. I think you would have increased your chances to win more games. I mean, that's my point. Well, and that's my point with not mortgaging my future. I'm increasing my chances at a world at a World Series because I'm giving myself my team a chance to be competitive every single year. Listen, I don't want to get into this as other opposed to, as opposed to mortgaging my future for one year. In which I'm not guaranteed to win the World Series. So we saw it with the Yankees trading, getting Jason Giambi. We saw it with the Yankees getting. I'm not saying the Carl Yankees. Pavano and you know, 
Eh, más? All these pitchers and hitters that cost us Randy Johnson, Kevin Brown. I can keep naming players. Yeah, I'm not. Player I'm not saying. Player. I'm not saying the Yankees should mortgage the future for a, a rental or anything like that. But in a season where you guys might run away with the division, you have Aaron Judge in his. Gary Sanchez is hitting like the best he's ever hit oh, before. Yeah. Aaron Judge is Aaron Judge is here. Say that again. Hicks is here. Oh. Stanton might come back. Mm. When you have all these things in motion and you're winning the division, I got really hot. you might have you might have home field advantage in the playoffs. <laughs> what other season would you go and make that big splash? Did you hear that sound? The grunt it went like that. As soon as you, oh, that was your. <laughs> <laughs> what other season would? What in what season do you finally? Give some of those guys away instead of worrying about the future. I think, okay, so this is the only situation in which I would be willing to trade away some of the young people, some of the young guys that are MLB ready and are, you know, it, it's if a pitcher like Justin Verlander becomes available or if Mike Trout, by some reason, the Los Angeles Angels say, we need to trade, we need to trade Mike Trout. Yeah. Then fuck yeah, because those guys are automatic. Not Justin Verlander. Yeah, I would do it for Verlander, but I would do it for Max Scherzer. Is that what I said? I don't yeah. even know what I said. No, you said Verlander. Um, then I would do it. But I wouldn't do it if, let's say, for example, who is that? Who's number thirty-six for the Yankees? Talking baby, is that talking? No, it's not talking. Uh, Urshela. No. no. Anyway, I wouldn't do it for like Strowman, for example. No, you wouldn't do it for Strowman. But if that's what's available, and to, this is your no. this is your magical season, the way the Red Sox had a magical season last year. I'm not doing it. I, then I really don't understand if the, then you guys aren't interested in winning a championship like but, that. But you're what you're saying is that by making this sacrifice, that I'm I'm gonna win a World Series. No, you're I might you're not. Make, you're you're putting yourself in a better position to win it. Or not, or maybe, or maybe Strowman becomes Sunny Gray and can't fucking. You can't predict the future. Exactly. So I just so, all, I, all so I can do, so all I can do is give my team a better chance to be competitive every single year. Is trading for a, a is trading for a starting pitcher who's Strowman is the ace of the of the, the of Blue the Blue Jays. Jays. Is trading for Strowman does that make your team better today? Yes. Is trading for Bumgarner does that make your team better today? Yes. Would signing at the time would signing Manny Machado have made your team better if he had played third? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. You can't predict the future, Manny but you know, but you I, know, I what wasn't the facts against are. signing Manny Machado. I, know. I, was, I was against signing him because I didn't think we needed more hitting. No, but I'm just saying that we can't predict the future, but we can definitely agree that some guys will make your team better. We're just two different sides of the same coin. <laughs> If it's I all, both, if it's all both, about winning championships, <laughs> I think we both have the same yeah, yeah, we do. philosophy, but different ways yeah. to to get to to get to. If I was run, if I was running the Yankees right now, I would have traded guys like Clint Frazier by now. Oh, Clint Frazier should be traded. Yeah, There's, I would have. I would have done. The Yankees have no plans for Clint Frazier at this point. I would have made moves, and also, if the Mets ever made me GM, I would get them to the playoffs in. Four, three to four years. If the Mets made my mother, who doesn't know shit about baseball, <laughs> GM, they would be more competitive. They just keep making stupid fucking moves. And the Mets is the Mets are an example of the Mets need to move to Jersey. Eesh. Become Jersey man. Become a miserable Jersey team. Ooh, ouch. Fuck it. Put them in the Meadowlands. <laughs> 
with everything else that's in the Meadowlands. Who needs? Who doesn't want to sit in traffic when the fucking whatever you call it gets built? Um, CT. I just want my team to be competitive every year. That's cool. That's I hope I, I hope you remember that when the Yankees don't win a World Series in all those competitive years. But that's you see what you're saying there. You're saying when they don't win the World Series. What if we do? What if we win the World Series this year and we don't make a single move? Yankees ain't winning the World Series this year. Who? Is oh, God. Who? I still don't know. What's your best bet right now? My best bet was probably the Dodgers. Like, look at the Astros. That's the perfect example. They went out and got Justin Verlander, but Justin Verlander is a game changer. He's a he's one of those pitchers that yes. I'm not going to lie. At the time, I was like, I don't think Justin Verlander is the same pitcher anymore. But you knew that he was this kind of player who you just know it with Justin. He's one of the he's one of the greats. It was a big deal when he got it. Max Scherzer. He's a, one of the greats. Um, for players like that, yes, you do what you need to do to get players like that. But other than that, and there's not that many players that are like that in baseball. Other than that, I don't want to give away all of my pieces for... Um, yeah, for Marcus Stroman or for even Matthew Boyd. I would what about Syndergaard? I don't want to do it. I don't even know if I would do it for Syndergaard. What I about just, DeGrom? I would do it for DeGrom. Starting with Gleyber Torres. But he's not, a, he's not a future. He's a current player. If that's what it takes, though. I'm weakening one part in my team to strengthen another part. That doesn't make sense. Well, the offense is strong already, though. Yeah, but Gleyber so Torres the, is a big part of that. I mean, yeah, but... Labor Torch is a big part of that, but it's the Grom. Like you're basically weakening nah. a portion of the lineup. The Astros, but the, the Astros didn't have to move Jose Altuve to get Justin Verlander. I'm not letting go of Labor, man. They didn't have to move. I know. Red Dick to get Justin Verlander. So basically, you're only gonna make a move if it's a game changer. I'm making a move to strengthen a weak part of my team. I'm not making. I'm not gonna make a move that's gonna weaken one part of my team to strengthen another. No, no, okay. The, the Grom and Glaber Torres thing is off the table. That's never gonna happen. I would. I would do, just ask. I him. would do. Um, get, I'll pay for his contract. That's one part of the the deal. So I'm taking the financial burden away from the Mets, and I'm gonna give you Clint Frazier, and I'm gonna give you, uh, you know, one or two more major league ready prospects that you know are gonna play at a good level. In, in the big leagues. I guess Esteban Florio. I might even do Miguel Andujar. That's what I would do. Okay. We're different type we're different types of GMs. But I wouldn't I wouldn't if 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 the Nats said, okay, we're gonna give you Max Scherzer, but we want let's say Aaron Judge. I'd be like, no. Because I'm gonna weaken right field <laughs> to strengthen that doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, that's, that's my point that you have D.J. LeMayhew, right? Uh-huh. Gio Urshela. Gio. I can't Didi. say Urshela. Gio, Didi, and Voight. And by the way, that's, what, that's a point that I wanted to make before, before the thing got cut off. You're talking about developing this talent. The talent that you currently have right now, Luke Voigt, not a Yankee talent. Uh, Urshela, uh-huh. not a Yankee talent. D.J. LeMayhew, not a Yankee talent. Mm-hmm. Didi wasn't a Yankee talent. You guys got him. In a- Are you done yet? What? Are you done yet? Glaber mm-hmm. Torres. Okay, Glaber Torres, Glaber Torres, Gary. Oh, then I'm trying to get that, man. He's talking about developing for the future, but half the team isn't wasn't a part of the future. Half the team you but guys half, got. But half the team is. I think that you your your core, like the Red Sox. No, are, half the team is and half the team isn't. Yeah, the, that's what I'm the saying. The Red Sox are a perfect example, and the Yankees of the 90s are the perfect example. You need to have a core of homegrown players 
and then you supplement with other pieces. Yeah. Like the Red Sox have their um, Mookie Betts, Benintendi, Devers, and then Xander we added Bogarts, JD, Chris Sale, and, and then you added these other parts yeah. to. No, I agree. Yeah, supplement. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying with the <laughs> guys that you have in the minors, I think you guys like. I think Cashman has to let go a little bit and make a move. That's a different topic. So yeah, we know that Glaber Torres is. So when you is say this, mortgaging your future. I'm saying for players that I know that they can come up and and contribute on on some level. Like Mike Talkman, if somebody wants Talkman, I'm trading him. I don't want I don't need him anymore. Yeah. I wish that Clint Frazier would play in the big league level, but it seems to me like the Yankees don't want anything to do with him anymore. Well, there's no room for him on the Yankees. So at this point, you have to trade him. I, there will be move. There will be room for for Clint Frazier next year because Brett Gardner's not going to be here beyond this year. So there's going to be an opening in the outfield. I feel bad for Clint Frazier, though, to have to wait another year. Like, Yo, they, I feel bad for any of those prospects on good teams that have to wait. Like, uh, what's this dude? Kyle Tucker on the Astros. It's, there's be, no room for him. To, that, well, and that's another problem with baseball is that why, why is some kid going to choose to play baseball where it might take them until – we're seeing – a lot of 25. prospects are coming out. They're coming up late now. Yeah, 25, 26. Peter, Peter Lonzo's like 26 or like 27 or something. And real quick, if I go to the NBA, I'm gonna, I, I might play in the D League for a year. But within a year or two, if I'm good enough, I'm going to play in the NBA. No, the, the highest prospects in any other sport are starters. Immediately. Yeah. Zion is going to be a starter next year. A superstar coming, in, coming into the league. RJ uh, Barrett is going to be a starter. Next Kyle year. Murray, the quarterback. That yeah, he's going to start. He's going to start. Yep. And if you're a star quarterback and you go into a team, like let's say the, the Green Bay Packers draft the, the next number one pick quarterback, he might have to sit in the wings with Aaron Rodgers for maybe a year, but he's going to start eventually. He's going to get paid. He's on the team. Yeah, and he's going to get paid. Yeah. Like he's on the team. Yeah. You know, but with baseball, you're going to have to, and by all reports, you heard the interview with Alex Katz. He likes being a minor leaguer. But it's not easy being a minor leaguer. You're traveling by bus from one city to the next overnight, sleeping in shitty hotels, not getting paid enough. I wasn't paying attention, but the Yankees had a guy on third with no outs. Oh, nice. So they didn't, they didn't get that in. Um, did, Peter Lon- did Peter Alonso start the season with the Mets? I think so, yeah. The Mets are going to send him down. What? They're going to send him down before Why? the end of the season to get the service time uh, thing. He has to, he'll have to play like 11 games in the minors to qualify. Really? They'll do it. They'll be that team to do it. But... Shit. Well, why not? I guess. Why not? Because I don't. I, I, that, sh- that should be against the rules. I hate. I hate the rules in baseball. He's probably gonna win Rookie of the Year. We might have to. Go, have to go back down. Here's to a, a question. Then we got. We got to end this because yeah, yeah, yeah. the baseball side is over an hour now. <laughs> Pete Alonso. Okay, really who would excited. you take? Let's 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 take it back to the old. Who would you take? Second? Here we go. Travis Darno again. Watch him hit a home run or something. <laughs> um. Those girls are really excited for a foul ball hit by Travis Darno. <laughs> Travis Darno, he makes the he makes the ladies the lady parts tickle. Um, Who would I take? Hold on a second, and that's a strike. No, it's not. It's a ball. Um, Aaron Judge, twenty seventeen rookie season, rookie of the year, or Peter Alonso, twenty nineteen. Aaron Judge. You take Aaron Judge over Peter Alonso on base percentage. Hmm. Worked a hundred walks. Wow, I c- I convinced you in one area at least. Shit. What, did you expect me to say Pete Alonso and then you were going to hit me with like some... No, because I'm I... am not even looking at the numbers, but I know that Aaron Judge was on a tear that Pete no, Alonso... No, because I'm, I I started thinking about it recently and I was like, I don't know. I might I might take Pete Alonso, but you're right. Yeah, Pete Alonso... Pete Alonso's amazing, though. He's incredible, man. Yeah, like he's like 
Jesus Christ, the Mets like couldn't get like. Watch them have some degenerative back issue, like David it, Wright and Goldman. Sim- I'm not saying they're similar, but I'm not saying it's similar. But Peter Alonso had a fight for that first base position this year. He did. Not that Aaron Judge did, but nobody thought Aaron Judge like if Aaron Judge was like this, he would have. No, came no, up like there was a question of Peter whether whether or not Peter Alonso. I think his spring training one of he competed for that job. Spring oh Tommy Pham with another double. Yay. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. even care if the Yankees lose at this point. Um, <laughs> he had to compete for that job. And I think that entering spring training, he wasn't even like in the conversation. Yeah. And he won that job. And look at what he's turned into. I remember hearing the interview and they were like, yeah, so how do you feel? You might get back, sent back down. He was like upset about it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But I only, all I ever heard was good things. Yeah. But there was still a question about him getting called up or not. But yeah, let me just say this last point. And then Peter we get Alonso, 91 strikeouts. Wow. Strikeouts don't matter, man. Yeah, they do. No, Let's no. not get into that. But ninety-one strikeouts. I have two words for you, Mike Trout. Yeah, okay, but he's all, there's only he also does things that nobody else does. So, I have two more words for you, Aaron Judge. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure the <laughs> did he strike out in that inning? Yeah. I'm pretty sure a Judge. ball in I'm pretty sure a ball in play and a guy at third with no outs would have done something. A ball in play makes the pimples go away. <laughs> um, this is the last thing I'm saying. I think the Mets will cap off this horrible season by sending Pete Alonso down for a week so that take. they can so they can keep him for another year. That's a hot take. Yeah. If he started the season with the Mets, I don't remember if he did. If you're telling me he did, then he I did. think they're gonna do it. I'm pretty sure he was a Met prospect. Like I think he came up with the Mets. They'll do it. They'll do it. I don't think he was traded or anything. I have another two words for you. Chris Bryant. Although he's been cutting down on his strikeouts. Yeah, thank you. But former MVP. I have a word for you. Yeah. I have two words for you. Yeah. Albert Pujols. Mm. Doesn't strike out a lot. Neither did Ted Williams. You're right. If Albert Pujols at the age of 55 that he is right now, because let's, let's face it, he, he lied about his age. If he cannot strike out a lot, why can't younger guys with more bat speed and more mm. alertness do it? There has to be an adjustment that they can make. Nobody should be striking out that much. I have two more words for you. <laughs> Joey Votto. Oh, no, he's not, he's, he's striking out a lot this, this year. year yeah. He has. He did strike out a good amount in his career, but this year he's nah. like strike every strikeouts like every he strikes out almost every game. Yeah, you're right. Joey Votto, man, I love Joey Votto. Me too, man. You see that on base percentage? He gets on base almost every day. Fucking love Joey Votto. Yeah, yeah. Such an underrated. God, Paxton looks talent. like such a looks like a dead fish. <laughs> 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 you see that? He looks like Sloth from, yeah. from the Goonies. Sloth love junk. <laughs> I used to laugh when they used to show Al Leiter's uh, face. <laughs> Al Leiter had an ugly face too when he was looking at it. Oh my God. I hope they show. <laughs> <laughs> they get dead fish. <laughs> That's from Sandlot. It's <laughs> true though. Yeah. When the fish has like his mouth open because he's dead or he, she. And his ears look like the fish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. A dead fish. That's great. I hope they show his face again. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Oh man. Yo, so accurate. Wow. Anyways, <laughs> this was our 100th episode. Yeah, this was a, we didn't we this is the first time in <laughs> 2 hours and 13 minutes currently. 2 hours and 14 minutes. We have not mentioned that this is a live episode. I mean, not live. That this is the the 100th episode of the podcast. Yes. Let's end, let's finish it this way. Um What was your favorite episode so far? This uh, Oh, wow, man. Not expecting that question. Hmm. My favorite episode. Do you have one? Off the top of my head? I just remember I sometimes I want to go back and listen to the first episode cuz I remember being so nervous. I'm going to say the first episode. <laughs> or the first time that we did Balk off. <laughs> Which I don't remember what it was about. I just remember like me Having like an idea of what to rant on and only in, doing in those hundred episodes, we have lost interviews. Or <laughs> me, I've lost interviews. Um, we have lost entire segments. Um, there have been interviews where I never press record. <laughs> I remember that, <laughs> man. You know what? I don't have a favorite episode, but just to re- just to recap, in these one hundred episodes, like we used to use this this thing called. Uh, Zen something. Zencaster. Zencaster. Oh my god. Yeah, man. Which I, they which have to be out of business, man. Let me yeah, check. look up what Zencaster's charging these days. Zencaster sucks. Only good thing about Zencaster that they had a soundboard in the yeah. app that would get recorded on yeah. there. Yeah. Zencaster is still around, ladies and gentlemen. We should just re-release like segments of episodes oh, that we've man. done. That's gonna take a lot of homework. I could, I could, I could research something. I, off the top of my head, there was that one commissioner episode that we did where I pretended to be the commissioner. Mm. That was a pretty funny that segment. Was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Or playing. Uh, what was the game that we used to play with people? And I had the sound. And uh, I had it correct. You, test your fandom. Test your fandom. That was good. Never follow through on those bets. Never follow through on those bets at all. Man. If you're out there listening, we, <laughs> <laughs> we lost every single one and never paid up. <laughs> Never paid up, man. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, man. But Katie I, Sharp episodes are good. The Katie Sharp episodes. We gotta get her good. back. I know she's doing a podcast now. Yeah. With the Talking Yanks guy, I think it's John Boy hosts it. I heard her name mentioned on the fan the other day. She she gets mentioned during games. Yeah, she brought up the stat about Glaber Torres being his second All Star selection before the age of twenty four or something. Oh, she comes. I don't know how the fuck she she comes up with this shit, man. Because I'm not gonna lie, there are times where I say to myself, I'm gonna watch a game and I'm gonna try to Katie Sharp this shit on Twitter. Yeah, and it's hard, man. I don't know how she does it. She has to have. Yeah, that day I asked her, I'm like, do you guys have a gigantic computer, supercomputer <laughs> that you guys? You, know, you say, uh, Cortana. How many all-star appearances has a player made by the before the year age of 24? Because mm-hmm. I don't know how the fuck she comes up with this. But no, 100 episodes and a little uh, inside, insider information. More people are definitely listening. Like our numbers are up on our website, on the podcast. Um, we still don't have sponsors. Audible is an affiliate. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show to get a free audiobook trial. And a 30-day free trial and a free yeah you know where to go what i said was visit audibletrial.com to get a free audiobook trial (laughs) to get a free audiobook download (laughs) and a 30-day free trial um but no and and but i'm having i'm still having fun doing this um yeah me too this is this is definitely i wish that we could do it live yeah more we should maybe we should work in like a month once a month type of thing i i mean that was kind of the plan yeah I'm down to come to PA, man. I'm down for you to come to PA, but there has to be... I know this is going to sound like we're 12, but you have to just sleep over, man. 
All right, man. I, I live two and a half hours away. That's a five-hour drive to do a two-hour podcast, maybe a one-hour podcast. But it would be much... Oh, shit. Gary Sanchez is limping. I repeat, Gary Sanchez is limping. Ooh. Jesus. I always wonder how ball can be hit that hard. That like, was like the, in, the inside of his knee. Oh, no. That was like his calf. He, and he has a fucking guard, too. And he missed it. Boom. Oof. It was like the top of it, right under his knee. Jesus Christ. Wow. Uh, That's an odd shin guard. It looks like catcher's gear. I'm digging the socks. He's Gary Sanchez, man. He could do no wrong. Damn, he looks like he's really in bad shape. Can we just can we can I just say Gary Sanchez has really improved this game this I year? I think everybody says DJ LeMahieu, but I think Gary Sanchez is just as important. Like, oh my god, because he's he's provided the power that wasn't he's there catching. with all the injuries. His defense has been on point. He's throwing runners out left yeah. and right. I, I would say Gary to me, Gary Sanchez is like team MVP. Yeah, I love Gary Sanchez. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I like him too. <sighs> Gary, you gotta get him out of that catcher slot though. Yeah, put him in. But first then again, group. it's like he has improved his defense. He yeah, but. He proved me wrong because a while ago I said that he wouldn't be the Yankees catcher of the future because it just looks like he didn't give a fuck. But it's because you're a hater. Um, no, nah, I'm not a hater. We haven't done interviews in a long time, but we need to start doing interviews again. If you haven't noticed, the podcast has kind of taken a, a turn a little bit. Like, we're not just talking about baseball. Obviously, the first hour of this episode, we didn't even mention baseball. So that's going to keep happening. We're going to start trying to get guests that are not baseball related, but there is going to be baseball talk because we love baseball. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, I don't this know. also allows us to do it on the off season too. Yeah, Where it's not going to be so focused completely going. on baseball. Um, if there's something you could improve, CT, what would you improve? Hmm, mm. I would improve me not saying I don't know a lot and ums and ums. And for by me. the way, and by the way, I, I say, say that way, a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's probably what I would improve. I wish. Yeah, I think that I. I, I would also wish I could improve my knowledge of various topics. Mm. You know, like you wish you knew that Andy Bernard was filming a movie and that's why his absence. Nah, I'm saying like maybe more like world news, gotcha. politics and we stuff. Could, okay, we could we could talk about that. Yeah, man. Guide me. You, you have to be my guide in this. I will guide you. But don't swing me one direction. OK, just I'm give trying. me to right down the middle. OK, gotcha. Gotcha. Trump. Never mind. Um, <laughs> all right. And live, what, about you, what about you? I wish that we could do it live. Man. Yeah, that would be. But honestly, that's like that's po- it's possible. It's possible, but it's hard. That's what she said. And I'm going to make an attempt to come up to Pennsylvania the next time that we do it live. Uh, come over. We say come over because... Oh, because it's over. West. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Not up or down, north or south. That's pretty much it. One hundo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, we got Pedro in the booth. And J-Roll. Jimmy Rollins. Is that what they call him? J-Roll? Uh, I don't know. Or did I just make that up? Pedro. Damn, Jimmy Rollins, as good as he was, he was like an afterthought now. Yeah. That whole Philly team, except for crazy. Chase Utley. Like, yeah. They just got forgotten. Like, I, I don't know if I can remember. I remember Cole Hamels. Was Cole Hamels in that team? Cole Hamels, Jason Worth, Cliff, Cliff Lee, Roy Holiday, uh, Ryan Howard, Ryan Chase Howard. Utley, Jason Worth, I think I said already. Who, like, what other started, starting pitchers do you remember from that staff? Um, we got Cliff Lee. That's that's the only one. Aaron, I was, no way. Um, Cliff Lee, Roy Holiday, Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels that's and it. No, no, I know somebody else. Oh, uh, was Roy Oswalt? 
Uh, yeah, he was. But I don't know about that Philly. Who was their closer? Was it Pavel Bond? Uh, Brad Lidge. Brad Lidge. Was it Brad Lidge? I don't know, man. And Brad Lidge. I thought the show was over, man. So, <laughs> when Hundo keeps going. <laughs> Brad, I was gonna. I was thinking. I was planning on being home at three. Oh wow. I'm not gonna be home until like five or six. Brad Lidge, by the way, guys, overrated. Overrated yeah. closer. No, you know who's overrated? Trevor Rosenthal. Yeah. Jesus Christ, can somebody just take a blood sample from this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. I remember I had him last year on my fantasy team, and he kind of carried my shitty fantasy team toward the end. Like, he got hot at the end of last season. It seems like that's happening again. I remember A-Rod's last year. He had, like, a pretty good season, I think, too. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's go cut it. Let's cut it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Gotta get a video feed going. Yeah, we do. Seriously, man. That's another thing I didn't prove. Next one. Ah, yeah. Next one. We're doing it. We should, yeah. We definitely should. Yeah. Catch, just listening to us. Catch, us, <laughs> catch us at the monkey room. <laughs> <laughs> With that boy Lucky. Get your paper up. Go and get your paper up. <laughs> I'm from Money Making Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> Go visit audibletrial.com. <laughs> Yo, I'm getting red like a tomato. <laughs> like hot in these rhinos. Oh. <laughs> My jaw is actually kind of hurting right now. <laughs> Do you know a verse from that song, CT, that you would like to sing us out? <laughs> from that song? Yeah. Nah. Get your paper up? No. Um, I know there's this line about dominoes. <laughs> By having more dough than that pizza shop you get pizza from. Domino's. <laughs> oh, I'm sweating. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. Yo, thanks for listening. Anybody out there still listening, thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, we're going to keep doing this till, till episode 1,000. Yeah, no, 1, 000, 1 million. Yeah. I'm going to be like 86. Uh, do you know? <laughs> no, we're gonna be. We're actually, I won't be around. We're 86 because the robots are gonna fucking take over. That's true. I'm serious, everybody. Get yourself a super soaker, some water balloons. <laughs> <laughs> Fill them up. Keep them somewhere you know you can get to when the robots come. We all know that machines don't survive. Yeah. On water, unless they make it waterproof. Yeah. Then what? Damn right. All those robots. Shit. All those robots that came to that got defeated by water or something or like why didn't they just make them waterproof <laughs> well that's what i'm saying then then the the rich billionaires will start making them waterproof and now what what is our defense now what's our defense if they could just figure out a way to mass produce food and keep us fed then what do we need to work for what purpose do you have in life then oh if i didn't have to work i would do more of this like what would the honeybee do if we just made honey for them they would just die out. So what's going to happen to us? We're just going to die out. Well, yeah, you're right, man. That's a topic for another day. Mm. Peace out, everybody. Peace.